Hey friends, welcome to today's YouTube live stream. I'm excited, hopefully you guys are as well because we are going to be answering your questions first up but then also getting into some live Amigo conversations which I'm looking forward to where we get to share the gospel with whoever God allows us to speak with. In fact, we'll even aim to have some viewer chats today. So even a chat with you guys on Amigo if you are interested. But we have a great team here, even have more laborers probably turn up as the day goes on. Let's get them to say hi. So it's a hello from Ryan. Hello from Abraham. Hi from Carissa. Nice. And yeah, hopefully more laborers will turn up as the day goes on. But I think it would be good for us to pray before we get into your questions. Heavenly Father, do you pray that you be glorified through today's stream? Or do you pray that people will come to hear your good news? and come to faith. Lord, we pray that people's questions may also be able to be answered, and may they grow in their faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, friends, let's get into question time. So great seeing all you guys in the chat. I can see your questions coming on in here. And uh, even Rye Mill said, hey, my first time watching. God bless. Hey, good to have you here. Yeah, let us know if it is your first time here on our YouTube. It's great to have all you guys, whether you're a regular or a new person. So good having you here. Let's get into the questions. Okay, let me bring up the question list. So just please don't repeat your questions multiple times. Once is enough on the YouTube because our mods will bring the questions in so that we can answer them. All right, first one from, what are you from Alejandro. If Can God take away my kidney stones painlessly mm, good question he can god can do anything god can work amazing miracles think about jesus he walked on water he healed sick people raised people back to life does he promise that he'll do that for you no not necessarily and so sometimes when you need to get something fixed in your body you have to go to surgery you have to get medicine and that's why you pray pray to god ask him to heal but then you also go to the doctor too to get it solved. And the doctor and what he might be able to do may be the means by which God will accomplish or answer your prayer. Uh, a good example is in the Bible. You know how the Apostle Paul, he had Timothy. Timothy got sick quite a few times. He had frequent ailments, Paul said in First Timothy. And so Paul actually says, take a little bit of wine for the sake of your stomach in your frequent ailments because it, was, it would have been actually cleansing the water he was going to drink so that he wouldn't be as sick as much. So it's more practical things to also help him not be sick. All right, next question from Jack, who's asked, if Christ said, this is my body and this is my blood, how is it symbolic? Can Christ not perform miracles after his death? Good question. All right. The reason why is because Jesus was speaking in a figure of speech. He even said, do this in remembrance of me. So it's remembering us. It's not actually that you're holding Jesus in your hand when you hold a piece of bread. It's that you're doing this action of eating real bread and, eat, and drinking a real cup of juice or wine or whatever it is. It's a remembering of what Christ did. The reason why is because we know that Christ only dies once. The Bible says he never dies again. And so therefore, there's no another there's not another sacrifice happening when somebody takes part in the in the Lord's Supper. It's just a symbol reminding us what Jesus did. When Jesus said, I am the door, or I am the true vine, or I am, 
you know, these different things. Are we are we to think of him as that literal, like a door or a vine with grapes on it? No, we aren't. Um, they're figures of speech, and so is what Jesus is saying there. Next one from Up, who's asked, if Jesus paid for all your sicknesses on the cross, and does that mean we don't need doctors? Yes, you need doctors, because God has also allowed us to have brains to be able to heal, uh, to like kind of help us with problems that we have. Um, even another example, Paul had to leave um, Trophimus behind in Miletus because he was ill. This was, an, this was a companion of the Apostle Paul that Paul had to leave behind in the city so that he could just recover. Um, so doctors can be helpful, and they can be, the, again, the means by which God accomplishes healing through the hands of doctors. Uh, this one from Riley, who's asked, do you believe in the rapture? Well, the word rapture itself is not found in the Bible, but what the word itself means is a catching up in the air that happens where believers, Christians, get caught up in the air. And the Bible does mention that, that it happens. It mentions it one time in the book of 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. And it says that it's at the return of Jesus Christ. So not seven years prior. It actually mentions at the return of Jesus Christ, with all the angels in the sky, loud trumpets blowing, then any believer who's still alive at that time will be caught up in the air to meet Jesus in the clouds. And so that kind of rapture is mentioned, not a secret one that happens without people knowing what's going on. This one from Ethan, is lust a sin? Yes, Ethan, lusting is a sin because God says, or Jesus says, that if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery with that person in your heart. Jack has asked this, what's your thoughts on apostolic succession? Because Catholics believe the authority given by Christ to the apostles has been passed down to today's priests and bishops. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are is there's not a there's not even a single piece of evidence from the apostles themselves that they believe this. Both Catholic and Orthodox churches claim apostolic succession, and yet not a single writing from any apostle claims that they transferred their authority to somebody else to be an apostle in their place after them. Not even once. Not even once. And so if the apostles did not believe in apostolic succession, then we shouldn't. Instead, we see that the ultimate authority that we test everything by is the scripture. That's the attitude that the apostles themselves had. Even Paul commends the Bereans in Acts Chapter 17, verse 11, he commends them for searching the scriptures daily to see whether even what, whether the Apostle Paul was saying things that were right. So therefore, even the apostles weren't the supreme authority the scripture was. And so that's what I would say in response to that, in a brief answer. This one from Cormac. What is heaven like? And would we learn answers to everything that we think about? Heaven's going to be a brand new earth. You're going to be with God. That's the centerpiece of heaven, being with him for all eternity. I can't wait for that. Now, in heaven, you're going to be no more death, pain, suffering, a physical body there. Nothing will be wrong with your physical body. And in heaven, you're going to forever be learning more because you're not going to be all-knowing. You're going to be forever learning more about God, about what he's done in the past, and maybe even what he's got in the future. We're going to forever be learning more about God and praising him for being so amazing because he is truly amazing. 
This one from Ghosty, who's asked, what's your thoughts on the Euphrates River drying up? I'd say, I don't think we need to be anxious about it. Because the only mention of the Euphrates River drying up is the book of Revelation, which is a symbolic book. And so therefore, it symbolizes something likely rather than a literal description of something. Is it a sign that Jesus is coming back today or next week or next month? No, it's not. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back. No one knows. And Jesus said the kingdom does not come with signs to be observed. And so when he, when he says, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, know that the end is not yet. So we don't know when he'll come back, but we know that he will. So be prepared for him to come back either today or any time in the next one million years. Because he could. He could wait a million years if he wanted to to come back. Either way, we'll be patient. All right, there's a question also from uh, uh, Jensen. Is it okay to preach the gospel and help with church events if you're kind of questioning your own beliefs and things like that? I'd say if you know the gospel, you are equipped to go and proclaim it. And I think proclaiming the gospel can help you deal with your doubts that you might have. But also, Jensen, I'd also encourage you to help to maybe get those doubts solved and corrected, like even immediately. Don't let them linger. And so feel free to ask any questions about that. Tali has asked, would God hold us accountable for everything we said and didn't mean to say? God holds us accountable for everything, even every careless word you utter. Remember how Jesus said that? He said, on the day of judgment, this is Matthew's gospel, people will give an account for every idle word they've spoken, every careless word they've ever uttered. So therefore, if you just like stub your toe and you say a swear word, yes, God will hold you responsible for that which is why you need to then believe in Jesus, that he died on the cross for your sins, so that you don't have to receive the punishment you deserve for your sin. Prime has asked this, if God knows everything, why does he let bad things happen? Because we're the culprit. God is not the one who's 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 kind of broken the universe or made the universe uh, have all these bad things. It's humans who have. I like this analogy. I say to this, I say, look, if you're looking at a house that's being built by some builders, it looks beautiful. It's all now finally complete. You go back there a month later and you see that it's been vandalized by people. Are you going to blame the builders for that? Or are you going to blame the vandals? You're going to blame the vandals, not the builders. The builders did a fine job. And so God made a great job. He did a wonderful job in making this universe. People have vandalized the universe by sinning against him. And that is why death, suffering, disease, and all those things occur now. So God allows it to occur because it's a consequence of our action, but God is making a brand new earth. And that's what heaven will be, where there'll be no more pain, death, or suffering. And that's why you want to be part of that earth, and that earth will never be able to be destroyed or become broken. This one from Dushan. Hey, Ryan, I was telling a Muslim that they took Matthew 12, 24 out of context. And they said it was Jesus' word, not theirs. So what do I, how do I answer them when they bring up this particular verse? I'll read it out to you guys. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost house of the sheep of Israel. I'll read it again. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yeah. That was his primary purpose, first of all, as the Messiah. The Jewish Messiah was to go to the Jewish people. But what happened? Did the Jewish people warmly receive him or did they kill him? They killed him. And so therefore, we see that Jesus said that 
that now he's his message goes to all goes to all even the apostle paul describes the same word when he says the wall of hostility between jews and gentiles has now been broken down it's in ephesians 2 it says that that wall of hostility has been broken down and now there's no whether you're jew greek circumcised uncircumcised it doesn't matter you're all one in christ if you believe in him that's what i'd say to them because they're basically just taking a verse out of context without looking at the rest of the scriptures. Martin has asked, is it a sin to listen to specific secular music? Don't be listening to secular music that has swearing in it or bad themes or unwholesome stuff in it. You know the ones I'm talking about. If you'd feel embarrassed listening to that music with Jesus, listening to it also with you, then you know you shouldn't be listening to it. This one from Madison. Do you have any tips for studying the Bible? like note-taking, study Bibles. I'm not sure where to start or how to start memorizing things. Okay, great question. I do like a study Bible. Now, what's a study Bible for those who aren't sure? This is where you got a Bible, but then there's some commentary that they put on the side or at the bottom of the page just to explain the passage, and that could be really useful. So maybe one I'd suggest is like the ESV study Bible. can be helpful. Note-taking, you may prefer doing note-taking as well as you're reading just so that you can remember what you've read and process it. People have different strategies. Uh, I would encourage you not to read for speed, but read for understanding. So try and don't have to speed read it. Try and understand it. Read it in context. Ask what does it mean? Or what does it say? What does it mean? And how do I apply this passage to my life? And in terms of memorizing scripture, that's why we do these songs every day. Have you been hearing the songs we've been singing in Madison? We do that to get the scripture into your mind and maybe we'll even get back to sing it for us a bit later that'd be really cool um, so repetition is key with memorizing scripture next question from meme who's asked do babies that die from abortion go to heaven the bible doesn't specifically answer that question and i think it would be unwise if we made bold claims of saying yes they all went to heaven or yes or no they all went to hell without the bible saying that if the Bible doesn't give, give a clear answer on that, we're going to say, we'll leave it up to God. God knows the answer to that, and we can just trust him, that he'll do what he considers best. This one from Joseph. Why do I keep failing God? Joseph, join the club. We all fail God, even as Christians. Thankfully, your salvation is not based on you not failing God, but based on Jesus dying for you. Now, I'm not saying sin is okay or to do whatever you want. I'm not saying that at all. Sin is bad. We should aim to flee from it because it is, it is disgusting and offends God. But every time you fail at God, because you're going to sin probably every day in some way, don't wallow in self-pity. Bring it before the Lord. Confess it to him. Thank him that Christ has already paid for that sin on the cross. And then dust yourself off and get back into the battlefield. So many Christians think to themselves, oh, no, I sinned again today. And then they're just so sad for the rest of the day, even maybe the rest of the week, because they're sad they sinned again. And then they feel so bad and so sad that they feel like I have to sin again to try and get a bit of happiness. And it's a spiral downwards. Have you noticed that? The solution out of that spiral is to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Remind yourself, yes, I am so bad, but Christ died for a bad person like me. Romans 5, 6, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Christ didn't die for godly people. He died for the ungodly people, those who realize their sin and trust that Christ paid for their sin. And that will help you now to flee from sin better next time. Because you're not trying to flee from sin to earn God's favor, but you know you've got God's favor. You've got his approval and acceptance already, and it motivates you to now honor and please him out of gratitude to him. This one from Jordan. Do all religions formed around God, do they go to heaven? Which religions do and which ones don't? Hmm, that's a good question. The only religions religion that gets a person to heaven is Christianity. And what that means is those people who trust in what Jesus did to get them into heaven rather than trusting in themselves to get them into heaven. Because you're going to have some people who claim to be Christians, and then you ask them, hey, hey, friend, why do you think you'll go to heaven? And they're going to say, well, because I pray, I read my Bible, I got baptized, I don't sin too much. They're not actually really a Christian because they're trusting in their actions to get to heaven rather than Christ, and they won't make it into heaven then. We do good actions because we're saved, but we do not do good actions to get saved or to maintain salvation. This one from Simon. How do I know God is with me if I don't feel like it? Because you can trust him. When Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 20, he said, Behold, I will be with you even to the end of the age, to the end of time. I'm going to be with you. Do you trust him? We should. He's reliable. He never lies. And even says in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, it says, when you believed the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing your eternal inheritance in heaven. So trust God in that. This one from Jack. How would you explain the Catholic host after being blessed, beginning to bleed real blood? I would say that is, if you did un looked at under a microscope, you're not going to find it as real blood. You're going to see it as a bacteria, because that's what can happen certain times with blood. Uh, bread with certain bacteria can turn red. I think even, doesn't Burger King have like black bread sometimes? They do, don't they? At the moment. Or uh, like a Spider-Man. They got red. Yeah, they got Spider-Man uh, whoppers, don't they? Anyway, so the point is, is that even under the Catholic viewpoint, they don't think it literally turns into blood or anything like that. They think it's still real bread. They think it's still real juice or wine. Uh, and so, therefore, I wouldn't put any trust in those so-called Eucharistic miracles. There's no way of verifying that they're not set up or that it's actually real blood and so on. This one from YouTube Gaming. And one other thing I'll just say on that. In 1 Corinthians 11... The Apostle Paul said that some people were drinking, you know, the wine, part of communion, and they're getting drunk from it. If it had literally turned into human blood, you can't get drunk of blood. You only get drunk of wine. So therefore, that proves to us that the wine in the cup doesn't really turn into blood. It's still just real wine. Uh, YouTube Gaming's asked, what does the Catholic Children Bible have? I haven't seen that one, so I'm not sure what it has in it. My recommendation is this. The Bible only has 66 books in it. Sometimes in some Catholic Bibles, they're going to have seven extra books. They call it the Deuterocanonical books, or another name for it is the Apocrypha. 
The thing is that those seven books, they add to the Old Testament. They don't add it to the New Testament. They added them into the Old Testament after Malachi. But those seven books were not actually ever considered to be scripture by Jesus or by the Jewish community that Jesus was part of or by the apostles themselves. And so therefore, if they didn't consider that to be part of the Old Testament or to be scripture, then neither should we. So instead, you just read the standard Bible, which has 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, adding up to a total of 66 books in total. This one from ASD, who's asked, Hey, I asked on TikTok, is it enough to just think that Jesus died for my sins? What's the correct approach? If you're jumping out of an airplane, it's not enough to just know that the parachute could save you. You've actually got to put the parachute on and have it on your back and to rely on that parachute to save you from the jump out of the plane. If you leave it on your seat as you jump out of the plane, knowing that it could save you, but you don't have it on, it doesn't save you. And so it's not good enough just to know that Jesus could save you potentially. You got to trust him. You got to trust that I am saved because Jesus paid for my sin. I am. He took my punishment. So be fully convinced in your mind that Jesus will do what Jesus has promised to do, and that is die for all of your sins and therefore safely take you into heaven apart from any of your good deeds. Next one from CC, who's asked, how do people hear God and how do I achieve that? You hear from God, not by waiting for a voice in your head. Those people who on TikTok who say, oh, I've got a new word from God, skip those people because they are not actually hearing from God. Because God speaks to us in a very clear way. It's through the Bible. So get into the Bible and that's God's word to you. Don't wait for a voice in your head. Get into your Bible daily. This one from YouTube Gaming, what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Simply the Old Testament are the books that God revealed before Jesus came onto this earth. The New Testament are the books from Jesus' time and onwards. That's what the difference is. They're both the Word of God, though, Old and New Testaments. Now, Old Testament contains the laws for Israel, but not for us. So when you read through Leviticus and certain other Old Testament books, it tells you certain things you can't do. They're not applicable to you at all unless they have been reinstated in the New Testament because the New Testament have the laws for us as those living under the New Covenant. This one from Kingdom. If Adam and Eve were the first two people on earth, how, how are there people of different races? Because they had all the genetic information in their DNA and in their genes for all the different skin colors, hair type, hair colors, all the different features that humans have, all were within the DNA and genes of Adam and Eve. So there is not actually many races in the world. It's actually only one race. It's called the human race. We're all actually just descended from our first parents, Adam and Eve. Angel has asked this, is the Trinity God being in three places at once? No, the Trinity is that there's one God existing in three persons all at one time. So it's not as if the Father turns into the Son and the Son turns into the Holy Spirit. No, they are all three persons at the same time coexisting and they're co-eternal. They talk, they interact with each other, they have their own mind, they have their own will, and yet they're all made of the same stuff. That That is that they are all God, all all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, and so on. 
This one from MST. Is it wrong to believe that Jesus died on the cross just to go to heaven? No, that's the precise reason why you should believe that Jesus died on the cross, so that you get to go to heaven. Don't let anyone try and discourage you from believing in Jesus to go to heaven. That's the whole point of why he died and so why he offers you the salvation. I'll give you an analogy. If you were sick, you, you if you're sick, usually you go down to the doctor to get the medicine you might need for your sickness. Can someone criticize you and say, what, you only went to the doctor because you were sick? Oh. You're like, oh, that's the whole reason why there is the doctor, to help me when I'm sick. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why we go to the great doctor, Jesus Christ, because we are spiritually sick. We deserve hell and we don't want to be under God's wrath for eternity. We want to be with him in heaven. So therefore we believe in Christ. Peter says that he says that we obtain the outcome of our faith. What's the outcome of your faith? The salvation of your souls. That is salvation from hell. So you can be with the Lord in heaven because that's what heaven's all about heaven's about being with god this one from gaming how do i become closer to god very quickly i'll tell you read your bible every day pray regularly throughout your day find a good local church listen into good christian streams like this this can help you grow in your faith we stream every day um, also find some good christian friends you can hang out with Maybe that's why even we have this community here. In fact, we have a Discord server. You can even hang out with Christians in the Discord server that we have. The invite link, I think, will get our mods to put in the link in the chat for you right now. And also start sharing your faith with others. These are just some really key ways to help you grow spiritually in your faith and grow closer to God. Meme has asked, why did God create the rainbow? The rainbow God put there as a promise to us, to humanity, that he'll never flood the earth again in the same way that he did in the past. That he uh, would, he's going to judge the world again, but it's going to be by fire next time. But he's not going to wipe out the earth by water like he did last time. This one from Fishing, he says, he says, this is a dumb question, but will there be things like YouTube and movies in heaven so we can just chill? <laughs> don't worry you'll be chilling in heaven it's going to be awesome you're not going to be stressed or anxious or or like worried in heaven or you're not going to not even going to be bored in heaven because you're with god there's going to be things even better than youtube that's right there are things better than youtube and tiktok uh, we'll find out what they all are once we get to heaven next one from simon do satanists believe in satan the same way that someone believes in god depends some satanists are just atheists with another name other Satanists are those who do worship Satan and try and follow him. So it depends on what kind of Satanism. Basically, they're just people who are lost who need Jesus. And so don't be scared of a Satanist. Go and share the gospel with them because that's what they most need to hear about. Ezra has asked this. When we die, do we go straight to heaven or hell? Do we go straight to judgment or what's going to happen? You don't go straight to judgment. The moment you die... You go either to heaven or hell awaiting judgment day. Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 5.8. He says, absent with the body, at home with the Lord. So when you're absent with your physical body, you're going to be at home with the Lord if you're a Christian. Or you'll be under punishment if you're an unbeliever. That's what 2 Peter 2.9 says, that God's keeping the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. 
Jesus also said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. So the moment you die, you go to heaven or hell awaiting judgment day. Once judgment day happens, that'll be at the return of Christ. That's when you receive a new body and get to then live forever in heaven or you get sent to hell forever if you weren't a believer. Ethan has asked this, does spreading the gospel, including emailing Bible verses? Could be. Depends what those Bible verses are about. What the gospel is, the gospel isn't just the the Bible, the word of, like, just any verse of the Bible. That's not the gospel. The gospel is a specific message in the Bible. Now, the whole Bible is the word of God, yes, but the word gospel, gospel means good news. And the good news it's referring to is defined in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, and describes that good news as Christ dying on the cross for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried, he was raised from the dead in accordance with the scriptures, and he's appeared to people. So basically, the, the gospel message is the news about Christ, what he's done to pay for our sins. And so you'd only be spreading the gospel if those verses you were talking about contain that message about what Christ has done. This one from Chris. Someone told me that faith without works um, has been perverted by Protestants who teach that good works aren't necessary for salvation, though Apostle Paul would never even think so. Okay, and he's saying, he was just, he's basically the argument, his question is, is Paul just saying that works of the law are not need of a salvation and not works in general and the answer is no that person just whoever's making this argument hasn't really read paul very clearly james himself where it says faith that works is dead james does not say good works are needed for salvation not a single verse in james 2 says that james is simply saying good works will result if you have true faith it's not saying that good works save you and i'd say give me a bible verses good works save you all it says is faith that works is dead saying that good works will result if you have faith. But the reason why we know the Apostle Paul is not just saying works of the law don't save you is because he then gives Abraham as a brilliant example. Let me put up a verse on the screen for you guys so you can read it. This is Romans 4.1. And keep in mind, Abraham lived before the Old Testament law was given. So can't be talking about works of the law. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So even that, right in the Old Testament, this is an Old Testament quotation here. Paul is saying that Abraham was saved by believing, not by works. Not by works. It's not talking about works of the law, because that wasn't even around at the time. But just simply by believing God's promise. Goes on to say in the next verse. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. See that? To the one who does not work, but believes. His faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. And so not, it's not talking about works of the Lord, it's any works, any physical action, which means baptism cannot be a requirement for salvation. 
communion or the Eucharist cannot be a requirement for salvation. Penance, confession cannot be a requirement for salvation. Keeping the commandments cannot even be a requirement because that's not that still works and that's not a gift. We receive this free gift of grace, this free gift of salvation by faith and by faith alone, by what Christ did for us, not based on what we do for him. Uh, next one from Ethan. Are Islam, Judaism, and Christianity all co connected? Not really. Islam said that they're a continuation of Christianity, but they say opposite things to it. So they're not connected in that sense. Judaism has become false now because they reject their own Messiah. But Judaism up until the time of Jesus was correct because the Judaism simply believes in the Old Testament scriptures, which is what we as Christians believe in. Uh, Zero has asked this. What are your thoughts on doing the sign of the cross and memorize prayers like our Father? Is that okay to say every day? I would recommend not doing the sign of the cross just because you don't see any instance in the Bible where ever, anyone ever does the sign of the cross. And sometimes it can be more superstitious where people think, oh, I'm doing this hand motion to make my prayers basically more effective. And that's not true. And so best probably not to do it. It might confuse people who, who think, oh, you must be, you know, following into the Roman Catholic tradition and things like that. And so it's probably best not to do the sign of the cross. Now, memorize prayers like the Lord's Prayer. That's okay to do. But make sure you're not just saying it just because you know it off by heart, but actually truly mean what you say. Okay, we'll do a few more questions. We're going to get some Bible trivia started, and then we're going to get some Amigo chat started in just a moment too. Ethan's asked, is being part of the LGBT turning away from Jesus? Yeah, if you're proud of that sin, you're saying, yeah, I want to sin and do this, whether it's that sin or whether it's any sex before marriage or drunkenness. If you say, yeah, I want that, even though Jesus says I shouldn't do it, and you just love it and you don't want to turn from it, yeah, you are turning your back on God, I think. This one from Simon, is heaven up and hell down? <laughs> we say up for heaven and down for hell just because up implies better down um, usually implies bad. That's why we say up or down. But yeah, heaven isn't like directly, it's not in the sky or hell's not in the earth. It's in another location. So we don't know the exact location of where it is. Ethan's asked, are we going to be partying with Jesus in heaven? Hey, it's going to be a big one, big celebration. There's going to be a big feast there, which I'm looking forward to. Snooky's asked, are Jesuits a part of a branch of Catholicism? Yes, they usually are. Two more questions. Jonathan's asked, how do you know God is answering your prayers? Because it happens. Whatever you're praying for happens. But know this, even if God hasn't caused to happen whatever you wanted to, whatever you prayed for, doesn't mean God's ignoring you. Doesn't mean he's not hearing you. He is. But he's not. In his sovereign wisdom, he doesn't want to give you that thing just yet. So be patient and wait for God. And one more question from John. Does Jesus ever talk about depression or loneliness? Well, the Bible says this. He said, It says, lift your drooping hands, right? Christ is returning. The reason why, there may be all kinds of factors of depression and things like that, but Jesus was single, and yet he wasn't depressed. Neither was the Apostle Paul. 
So I don't think, even if you think you're by yourself, you don't have to be sad. You're never by yourself if you have the Lord. You've got him. You've got him for all eternity. And so see how close of a relationship you, you have with him. That you, you can speak to him. He speaks to you through, through the Bible. And you have a great big church family you get to be part of. So join a local church. And the more you set your mind on things above, the less sad, the less depressed you'll be, and you're going to be joyful. The Bible does say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say, rejoice. Good questions. Let's do a bit of Bible trivia. We might be able to answer more of your questions a bit later on, but I'm going to ask you guys some questions now. Are you ready for this? Type your answers in the YouTube chat. Good to see Harmony's here. Are you ready? Where did Adam and Eve first live? Where did Adam and Eve first live? Harmony. Garden of Eden. You would be correct. The Garden of Eden. Now... What job did Jesus do before he started preaching? How many? He was a carpenter. He was. He was a carpenter. In the chat, you guys are doing well. If you know the answers, type your answers. If you want to see, you can get it. Good job there. Ian, Misa, Snooky, Ron, Beyond, Rebecca, Mario, Paolo, Riley. All of you guys are doing so well. Steph's even there. John. Let's do another one. Ooh, Bex appeared as well. She's another contestant on this. Okay, who was it that baptized Jesus? Who baptized Jesus? Beck. John the Baptist. It was John the Baptist. Next question. Who in the Bible wrote the most amount of words? Who wrote the most amount of words in the Bible? So not books. I'm not talking about books, but words. If you had to count the words, who, which author wrote the most? Which human author do you think? Carissa. Jeremiah. No, it was not Jeremiah. Yeah. Not Luke either. Good guesses. Now, the reason why she said Jeremiah is because Jeremiah actually is the longest book of the Bible by word count. Not by chapters, but by word count. And in the New Testament, Luke wrote the most amount of words, but Luke's not the most in the entire Bible. Carissa. I can't believe I didn't get it. Moses. It's Moses. Well done. Now, who got that? That was a trickier question. That was Jonathan got that. Well done, Jonathan. And Mario got it. Steph got it. Good job, you guys. And Beyond got that too. Because even though Moses only wrote the first five books of the Bible, Genesis all the way to Deuteronomy, those books are long. Have you seen how big those books are? They're very long. Okay, next question. What did Solomon ask God to give him? How many? What do you think? What did Solomon ask God to give him? Wisdom. You would be correct. Wisdom. Nice. Which river was Jesus baptized in? Carissa. 
the Jordan River. Yeah, you'd be correct. Funny, I saw your I saw Jashan's answer to what did Solomon ask? And he said seven hundred wives. <laughs> Don't think he asked for that. But unfortunately Solomon did marry seven hundred women, which is not a good thing. But you would be correct if you said Jordan River and if you said wisdom for that earlier question. Okay. How many of each animal did Moses take into the ark? How many? I want to say two, but I know that there's like an extra like information on like birds and stuff. So I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. What do you think, Carissa? I think it's two as well, but like I think it for birds, it's seven or something like that. All right. Okay. Let's see. Now, both of you guys didn't hear the question very well. That's okay. I said, how many animals did Moses take into the ark? <laughs> zero. Zero, yes. Steph was the one who got that first. Zero, because Moses didn't take any animals into the ark. That was Noah. <laughs> you guys got it. Well done, uh, Shepard, who detected that, and others. <laughs> That's good. That's a trick question for you guys. All right, and we'll do another one. What is the first word in the Bible? And for bonus points, what do you think the last word in the Bible is? So what's the first word in the Bible and what is the last word in the Bible? What do you think? Beck. So the first word is in and the last is amen. Nice work. Good job. In, in the beginning, and then it ends with amen. What does the word amen mean? Abraham. Um, so be it. Yeah, let it be so. It's an affirmative term saying, I agree, let it be so. Nice work. All right, I think it's time for some Amigo chats. You guys excited for this? And I want to have some viewer chats. So if you guys have any questions, or if you're not sure if you're going to heaven, you're like, you got a few doubts about that, or you got a question about the Bible, about Christianity, about faith, any of those sort of topics, I'd love to have a chat with you on Amigle if you are interested. I'm going to give you a special um, tag so that make sure that we pair and we can have a good chat. Now, if you don't have a question or you don't, um, if you're not anything in that category, then don't put this in. But only for those who do have a question or if they're not sure if you're going to heaven, I'd love to have a chat with you. All right. I'll give you the tag on Amigle right now. All right, as you can see here, the tag I'm going to be using today is the needgod.net tag. So type that in if, you, if you're one of those people who want to have a chat like that. Um, put that as the interest on the Amigle homepage, needgod.net. I'm about to search, and we'll see if any of you guys are willing to chat. If not, we'll chat to other randoms. That's fine. But uh, the rest of you guys get to tune in and see who we get to meet and usually have some really awesome conversations. Lord, I do pray that you would be glorified through these chats right now. May you connect me with those you want me to speak with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's go. Let's have some chats. What do you think those two animals are on the screen? Hey there.
is it like a tiger or something? A wolf? I wonder what they are. Hello, he's like hey my brother. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, we go to heaven. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Heaven or hell. Mm. Now, do you guys think that you'll go to heaven? Yes. No, I've been a naughty boy. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how good or bad you guys have been. Have you guys ever lied before? Yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. I've told lies. Have you ever yeah. used bad language? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What about this one? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Yeah. So guilty, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, so not for being mean to people. Not for being mean to people. I think just so, just for like swearing. Swearing, like lying. But also, yeah. whenever we lie to somebody, we are being mean to them by not mm. telling them the truth, right? Yeah. yeah. And even this one, Jesus yeah. said, if we lust after a woman, we've committed adultery with her in our heart, right? Okay, so well, then done. I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we deserve, we deserve yeah. hell then, don't we? If, if those are God's laws. Yeah, yeah it's, like my, it's like my weakness. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's my bad. So then what could we do at this point so we don't get sent to hell? Um, Just improve on yeah. and try swearing less, yeah. I guess. Like, Let's say you didn't do any more lusting after women or swearing anymore. Does that okay, fix the bad happened. things you've done in the past? Nah. No, because you've not still got to atone, but I don't know how we're going to atone. All right, so you've still got the punishment coming your way for the past sins. What we need, got some good mm. news. We need someone who can take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone mm. takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? Nothing. Nothing. So then nothing. if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? Heaven. Right. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross oh. and came back to life three days later. Is that making sense? Oh, damn. Yeah, I so, actually, uh, I don't know. That was the reason to be honest. Yeah, that was. I mean, was I'm not like. Reason. I'm not sure. Catholic though, so. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even know that. But but I mean, that's if crazy. Je if Jesus is to do that for you guys, take your hell punishment for you. Where do you go when you die? Heaven. heaven yeah. So likely. why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus. Jesus took our punishment. Exactly. Now, he does it as a yeah. free gift to you, but you have to accept that free gift from Jesus. And the way you accept that is simply yeah. by trusting in your mind that he's already died for all the past bad things you've done and all your future bad things too. Does that make sense? Sure. So what if you trust that today, but then tomorrow you do five more bad things and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Oh, I think... um Heaven probably. Yeah, but also I don't think you can be too, like, bad or anything. I think you still got to contain yourself a bit. Well, obviously we don't want to do so. bad. Bad is sinning is always bad. But you're right. The answer is heaven because why? And why do you say heaven? Because yeah. uh, Jesus is really like paying. Good answer. For all the stuff. Yeah, for yeah. past and future. Yeah, you got it. But yeah. what if you don't trust that He took the punishment for you? Then where would you end up? Oh, how about yeah, me? and since you guys definitely don't want to go to hell, when should yeah. you start trusting that he died for all of your sins? Now. No. Yeah. Yeah, now. From this very moment mm. on, right? 
because you may not mm. have tomorrow. So it makes sense to start trusting it as soon as possible. And so then yeah. if you guys stood before God today and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? I would say, I don't have a good reason. You, like, shouldn't because, you know, yep. I've done, we've all done bad stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's not based on what we've like done Jesus that gets us to heaven, but because of what? what? What's the reason we go to heaven? Jesus atoning for us. Yeah. So that's what you'd say to him, right? Yeah. You'd say like Jesus you died on the cross. You made a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. So yeah. do you guys think that you're yeah. going to believe that from today, that that's the reason why you'll go to heaven? Yeah, yeah. probably. Good. It makes sense to you because if you don't, yeah. you pay for your own sin, right? Yeah, and that's not so, what I want. Right. And so then out of 100, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? I mean, probably 100 if Jesus atoned yeah. for all my sins. And Yeah. Yeah, if you believe that, you can be 100% sure. So then does uh, doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? Well, I think it's still good to do Yeah, good it's still good to do good things because, like, you know, like, it will affect other people, you know, it will make them happy and all that. Right, we should do good things, 100%. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's good to do good and not sin. But yeah. does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No, because Jesus is gone. Really. So. Exactly. Because otherwise you're trusting back no. in yourself to get to heaven and not trusting in Jesus. Do you see that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Damn. So let's say you had a friend of yours and he said to you, I think I'm going to heaven yeah. because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? I mean, hell, because he's not trusting in Jesus. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. He's trusting in himself. But what if another friend I'm, said to I'm you, to right, what if another friend said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason, because Jesus died for me. And second reason, because I think I'm a good person. Where would he end up? I think he'll go to heaven. So, yeah. Is he trusting? Because he still believes that Jesus is gone. No. No, he's oh, thinking it's like 50% half off. Jesus. Yeah, 50% himself. So mm. then does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sins? No, only a half of them. So then where would he end up? How? How? Because yeah. he's not fully believing. Exactly right. And so then think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you guys think was the reason you'd go to heaven? Like behaving well. And yeah, but being like nice. being a good person, yeah. Yes. So if you had died, where would you have ended up? Oh, hell. Hell, right. But if you died this very moment, where would you go? Heaven. Yeah, if you're trusting now in Jesus. And that would actually make this conversation a big turning point in your life, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Praise very God. beneficial. Thank That's you. That's so good. And it makes you appreciate Jesus so much now, now that you understand what he's done for you, right? And, and mm, it makes yeah. you then not want to just do more bad things towards him. But doesn't it make you now want to live his way, the way he'd want you to live? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Which makes you That's then not deep. want to swear, right? Not want to lust after women, yeah. get drunk or lie and steal because you know they're the very things yeah. that Jesus had to die for. And so yeah. you're going to find yourself now of being able to avoid these sins better and better as time goes on, right? Sure. Now, do you guys have a Bible at it's home? It's actually very deep, bro. Yes. I do, but... Uh... I haven't like touched in like like five years or okay. plus. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's a long time. 
Well, I would encourage you guys to start getting back into it. Now that you understand the message of the Bible, it's going to make a whole lot of sense. Start in the book of John. So that's in the second half of the Bible. Gives you a good introduction to what Jesus said and what he did. Now, how often do you think you should read the Bible? Yeah. So did you hear that question? So how often should you start reading the Bible? Like how often should you read it? So your Wi-Fi is a bit laggy, I think, at the moment. Can you still hear me? I mean, um, most people read it like every night. Yeah. Yeah, every night. So just like you eat food every day. Right? So we want to have our spiritual food every day. And that's by reading the Bible. There you go. I think that is it better now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. Good. It's much better. Yeah. So what you could say to yourself, you could say no Bible, no breakfast. No read, then no feed. Yeah. Right. And that'll get you into the habit of reading it each day. Right. Yeah. So think about your family and friends. If you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? Um, being a good person. Right. And so if they died today, where are they currently going? Hell. Yeah. So what could you do to help them not go to hell? Um, I could tell them about Jesus atoning for sins. Yeah. That would be one of the most loving things you could do is to pass this message on to them. That's a really good plan. And so just remind me then, if God was to judge you based on how you've lived your life, just based on that, do you deserve heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, so always remind yourself, based on how we've lived, we should be thrown into hell, but we get to go to heaven only because Jesus died for us. So hold on to that truth yeah. and never lose sight of that. And is this? And do you think this is now going to change your behavior and how you're acting and living yes. in life? Yeah. Good. I think yeah, it will. You, that's awesome, man. That's so good. Now, do you have any questions or any comments? No, I'm actually, I actually quite believe it, actually. I do believe this. Praise God. Praise God. Well, then today's the day you've become a Christian, man, if you're now trusting what Jesus did okay. to save you. Yeah. Thank you. So good. That's good. And Very valuable. I'll share with you. I've also got a TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube um, username you could check out. It's needgod.net okay. on any of those platforms. I'd encourage okay. you to follow on there. The video should be helpful to learn more. And if you think of any okay. questions as well, you can also send me a direct message on there. Okay. I would take it out. Yeah, that's awesome. What now? What? <laughs> I'm just. Oh yeah, I found it. Awesome. Cool. That's great, man. So my name yeah. is Ryan. I'm from Australia. What was your name? Uh, my name is Mika. Mika. Hey, nice meeting you. And your friend's name? Tolson. Peter. Awesome. Yeah, great meeting both of you guys. And so how sure are you guys right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Very sure. I'm like 100% sure. 100%, mm. Yeah, exactly. Because if we're anything under 100%, then we mustn't be trusting in Jesus to save us. But if we are yeah. trusting yeah. in Jesus, we should be 100% sure then. Yeah. Sure. That's so good. Well, I'm it's glad not... that you guys must be. Um, I'm glad that you guys are up tonight to have this wonderful conversation and um, yeah. look forward to seeing you up in heaven. Oh. If you're trusting I mean, oh, yeah, I see you. I mean, for us right now, it's it's 6 a.m. Oh, wow. You've been up all night? 
Yeah, yes. it's my birthday, so. Oh, happy birthday, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, this is the, I guess this is the best birthday gift you can get here in the, the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Enjoy, cool. Jesus Enjoy your day. You too, thank guys. You. God bless you. Bye. Oh, wow. That was such a good conversation with those two guys. And yes, it was his birthday. Getting the best birthday gift ever. Hearing the news of salvation. That is truly um, good news. Up all night, really receptive. God is kind. That was a nice chat. Yeah, thank you for your encouragement, you guys, in the chat. Appreciate that. Ryan Mills and Snooky and others who've made some comments there. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Austin said, that's the greatest gift any person can, can hear and get. Amen. I love that. And Beautiful Life said, it's it's watching people escape the gates of hell. We'll see them in heaven. That's so cool. I wonder, I, that's the really cool thing is that you guys get to be a fly on the wall with these chats. And imagine when you meet these people in heaven. Like, hey, I remember listening into that conversation. That was a fly on the wall listening in. And that was really cool how... God allowed you to hear the gospel and yeah, it'd be awesome meeting them all in heaven. All right, ready for another one? Let's do this. So if you want to have a chat with me, if you have any questions, only if you have a question or if you're not sure if you're going to heaven or something like that, feel free to put the needgod.net tag in on Amigle now. I'm about to search. If there's no one on that tag, I'll just connect to anyone else who happens to be on Amigle. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Let's go. Yo. Hey. Hey, Ryan. What's up? How you doing, man? Nice to meet you. I'm good. Nice to meet you, too. I'm what's good. Your, How are you? What's your name, man? I'm Elliot. I'll say Elliot. Oh, cool, man. Elliot. Great <laughs> to meet you, Elliot. Yeah. And so you're Christian yourself? Yep. Awesome. That's so good to hear that, man. And yep. how are you doing in your faith? That's pretty good, actually. Okay, cool. You're getting into your Bible much? Yeah, try at least every day sometimes. Yeah, every day yeah. is a good habit. We eat food every day, don't we? Yeah. Even, even when you're busy, you still eat food every day, so we need our spiritual food every day too. Yeah, yeah and so just, just let me ask you, so if God asked you the question, why should I let you into heaven, what do you think you'd say to him? Well, I would say Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Exactly right. And how sure are you that you're going to heaven? 100%. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Now, do you have any questions you want to ask? Uh, actually, no. I was just on Amigle, and I also put needgod.net to see if you see me and you can have a chat. A oh, bit. really? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's really cool. So you were you on here to share the gospel too? Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Wow, good on you, man. That's good. That's yeah. that's encouraging. And um, you should – did you know that we offer free training on how to share the gospel Yep, I started a training about about two months, about one month ago, maybe. Oh, at least. brilliant! Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's great, man. You've been training with also, Paul. yeah, with Paul. Brilliant. That's yeah, I text you. I text you on Instagram sometimes too. That's so good. That's good. Well, man, keep it up. Keep on. Um, even maybe message in and say, hey, you want to? Have, yeah. have you graduated from the training? Or are you still in the process of it? I'm still still in it. Still in it. Awesome, man. Yeah, we we'll even message yeah. Paul. Say, hey, I'd love to train again, and um, okay. 
And yeah, keep on having more practice chats because the more you do it, the better you get, you'll get at it. It's like okay, when you're yeah. first riding your bicycle, right? Initially you struggle yeah. with it and then you've fallen off and stuff, but eventually you became confident and that's similar yeah. to sharing the gospel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'll let you get back to doing your day. Thanks, man. God bless you, Elliot. See ya. Right, you too, Ryan. Bye. Oh, that was really encouraging. That's cool. God is raising up laborers to go out into the harvest field. We'd love that. Look, there's 46,000 people on Amigo right now. Imagine if you had even just like, what, how many? There's like six of us in the room at the moment. Imagine if we had double that, triple that, quadruple that, trying to reach these 46,000 people. Harvest is plentiful. Uh, Labor is a few, as Jesus said. Lord, thank you for Elliot. Thank you for his zeal to share your gospel. Help him to continue doing that. But also, Lord, I do pray you continue to raise up laborers to go out into your harvest field. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm about to search again. So remember that tag. Let's go. Hey there. How you doing? Are you able to use your microphone? Because I want to have a voice chat if that's possible. If not, um, yeah. Can you try your microphone? Because yeah, I can't. I won't be able to have text chats. So. Oh, okay, no worries. Um, that's unfortunate you can't. But maybe if you want to have a text chat, maybe DM us on our Instagram. It's probably easiest if you just want to text chat. Uh, the Instagram is there. But yeah, I'm I'm interested in a voice chat here. Nice to meet you anyway, though. God bless you, man. See ya. All right, let's keep on searching. Hey there, can I ask you a question? Hey, you went at the con the pharmacy yeah. or something? You at the pharmacy? Hey, do you guys speak English? Maybe not. <laughs> so funny. People, I've I've had the most random chats, like people in a convenience store. He's just like the owner of a convenience store, waiting for customers and having a chat on a meagle. I've had a guy where I was speaking to him in the middle of the Himalayas. He was in Nepal somewhere, climbing up one of these mountains, and he's on a meagle. I get to share the gospel with him. It's amazing. <laughs> with the advent of mobile phones and the internet. So incredible. Let's keep on going. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yo, good to see you again. Yo. Uh, this is, we've chatted before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. How did you guess? Yeah, I remember. Um, that's cool. My, yeah, remember my name was Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I remember. 
how you doing in your faith recently? I'm pretty good. That's good. Just, um, I ran across an atheist. Oh, okay. How'd you go with him? He, not so good. Not so good. He really tried to um, put science in front of everything. Mm. I said, who created those atoms? He said, I'm making us um, a statement of who created it. I was like, what? What? I was <laughs> I was confused. I mean, they, all, they have to have um, a creator of something. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. It's very clear that out of nothing, nothing comes. We know that nothing can yeah. pop into existence by itself. That's just that's worse than magic to think that something could pop into yeah. existence by itself. And so the atoms and molecules, they had a beginning, they had a creator. But the reason why some atheists just don't want to admit that is not because they've got a good reason to, but because they love their sin. Right? Oh, probably. Yeah, I was I, I was literally speaking to an atheist last night, and he was exactly that. He said he he's like I just don't want to believe in a God simply because I love doing whatever I want to do and God's going to get in the way of that. Hmm. And, and that's wow. yeah, that's literally why they do it. Uh, Jesus said, "Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil and they don't want to come to the light lest their evil deeds be exposed." Oh. So don't be discouraged. Be encouraged, knowing that that's another. Even another proof confirming scripture to be true that people love sin and will reject yes. God no matter what. True. Yeah, so good on you, man. So oh. just, and so just remind me as well, if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say to him? Because he died for my sins yes. and my work are nothing. Correct. Exactly right. And um, does does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? No. No, you're right. Does someone have to ask forgiveness to go to heaven? Ask forgiveness? Yeah, does someone have to pray and ask um, forgiveness to go to heaven? Depends on what they did, I guess. So what do you mean? Oh, sorry. I'm, not um, I'm guessing no, because it's when God gets you to heaven. Right. Yeah, it's what Jesus did to save us. So even though it's good to pray and confess our sins to apologize, all those sort of things, Dan. That's good. But that doesn't get us to heaven, does it? No. Because otherwise we're trusting ourselves and not in Christ. So, yeah, you got that. That's good, man. Yeah. It's good to hear you're being strong. You're in your Bible every day too? Yeah. Good. Um, and keep um, on you're the one who told me to start from John, right? Yeah, from John. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I'm glad because, yeah, it was about, I think it was about a month ago we, we met. We had our chat. Wow, you remembered. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that glad that you're going strong in the Lord, man, and I'm glad you're even wanting to share that good news with others. How'd you okay. go in sharing with your family and friends? Have you tried? Well, it's mostly my friends. Um, well, I tried speaking to some of my Muslim friends. I got one to turn from Muslim into Christian. Yeah. Woohoo, man. Good on you, dude. <laughs> That's so good. I need two, two, uh, I still talking to um, two more Muslims. Praise they still God. believe in Allah, but I can't hate them for that. Never mind. 
Wow. Because you're not so hey. Hey man, that's good. I'm glad but you take up the opportunity. Take up those opportunities. And a good way of doing it is to focus on in Islam, who's gonna pay for your sins? No yeah, one. I asked them that. Oh, I asked them that and they never answered. <laughs> they just they just walked away. Right. Well at least you've planted Crazy. the seed. You've planted the seed. And I like I like saying this to Muslims to say, okay, so you've just got to hear that Jesus is willing to pay for all of your sins if you'd believe in him. If you say, Nope, I don't want to believe that, well then who's gonna pay for your sins? Sure. Right. And so they'd say, Well, they'll say no one, no one will pay. I have to pay for it myself. And so therefore, you know, if you gotta pay for yourself, where do you end up? And they'll say hell. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So Islam, you know, is leading you to hell, but you can come to Christ now, and that's the way to heaven. So, which one are you gonna pick? Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You can present that to them, uh, and say which one yeah. you're gonna pick. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yes, I should. I, I'm gonna use that. Good. Good. Uh, by the way, I asked a question, but. I didn't think you'd get to answer it, hmm. or did you? But I wasn't there. Sure. Um, I said, can a Christian date a Muslim? No, that's not allowed. You can. In the Bible, in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen, it says this. I'll put it on the screen so you can have a read of it. It says this: Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belal? And that's like a demon, like idolatry. Or what does what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? No. Right? Because a Christian loves the Lord, right? A Muslim doesn't. The Muslim hates the real god they hate that jesus is god and so therefore your interests are going to be completely different to the to the unbeliever to the muslim's interests and god says you're not allowed to enter into any sort of partnership with them and that oh. would definitely include dating and marriage don't want to enter into that partnership with them okay does that make sense yeah I know, I know many who, I know some people who have entered into, sadly, dating relationships or even marriage with unbelievers, and it's led them so far away from the Lord. Oh. So don't be thinking, oh, no, but it's, I'll, I'll flirt to convert or something like that. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't play with fire like that. It'll burn you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, does that help answer that question? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Good, good. But what about your family, though? Did you try ask them why they think they'll go to heaven? Well, I asked my grandmother. She's she said um, that is only God could take her to heaven. That whatever she does can take her to heaven, but him. Oh, I didn't really ask. Huh? So what, what Jesus said? did? 
Was she trusting what Jesus did? Yes. Or Nice. Yeah. And what about the rest of your family? I didn't ask them because I totally forgot. Okay. All right. Yeah, good. Maybe try but, um, try ask them because they may not know the, the message. I'm 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 sure I'm 100 sure they they know, but I'll still ask. Still ask anyway, just to double check. Because you because remember when we talked about a month ago, you weren't really clear on this, on the message. So yeah, um, you know they might needed need someone to share, just like you got you got to hear it from me. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Uh, I really appreciate that. To God be the glory. To God be all the glory, man. And uh, yeah. keep on, keep on sharing Christ, even on Amigo, man. That's good on you that you want to do that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, awesome. Well, God bless you. I'll let you oh. to it. And, yeah. um, in fact, just before, I'll just pray for you quickly, actually. Yeah, sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, I do pray for Rosario. Rosario. Lord, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Lord, I do pray um, that, yeah, you would continue to strengthen him in his faith. Lord, I do pray you'd help him to stay on the right track, to not waver onto wrong paths. Or, um, yeah, I just pray that he would be continuing to get into your Bible, your yeah, your scriptures each day, Lord, and to continue to be that witness to others, his friends, family, and even strangers. Thank you for the courage you've been giving him. Thank you that he's got such a great understanding of the good news. Uh, and Lord, I, I look forward to spending forever in heaven uh, with him too. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Ryan. God bless you, man. Good to see you again. You Bye. too. Shout out to my... Oh, oh, I didn't miss what he said there. Um, hey, that was cool. I love that we get reconnects like that. So I got to share the gospel with Rosario a month ago on Amigo. I can't remember if it was on stream or not. It might have been on stream. He came to understand and, yeah, praise God. Checking up with him a month later, God connects us. He's doing. He's going strong in the Lord. He's now brought his Muslim friend to Christ. That's what the gospel does. It transforms a person's life, and then it makes you want to share it with others so that you can impact their life, other people's lives too. God is good. Let's hit the encouragement button. I was blind to cry my sin. Candlewears to hear your voice. Did not know your love within. Had no taste for heaven's joys. Then your spirit gave me life. Opened up your Hey, praise God. Uh, just quickly, there was a question from, as a comment, first of all, from Beautiful Life, he said, I couldn't be with anyone I knew was going to hell. That's true. That's another reason why you don't want to be dating or marrying unbelievers. They're actually on their way to hell. They're going to be spending forever in eternal hell. Why would you want to marry them or date them if they're ending up there? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Aiden said, "Hey, is it true that if your parents aren't Christians or weren't Christians, that they put many and they put many things above God? Does it mean that their children are punished for those sins?" 
No. You don't get punished for your parents' sins, but your parents' actions can still affect you. For example, if your say your mum was smoking when she when you she was pregnant with you, it can affect you, can have some physical deficiencies. Or if your parents are known for being liars, that may mean people don't trust you as well because you're associated with them. But in terms of entry into heaven, it doesn't matter what your parents were, whether they're believers or unbelievers. If you believe in Christ, you're saved and you'll go to heaven. All right, let's put that in. He's, he is going strong in the Lord. So cool. And has already witnessed to his Muslim friends, of which one has become a Christian. Exciting. God brings people from death to life. All right, I'm going to have another chat. Let's see who God has for me next. Hey. Hi. Good to see you, John. Oh, you just had a good chat with my friend Abraham. Yeah, I was for a bit disconnected. Oh, I disconnected. Okay. Um, no, good to see you again, John. And so a Abraham, yes. Abraham was saying, actually, can you, you know, I think you talked also to my wife, Beck, at some stage about on a Yeah, I talked to your wife the other day. Awesome. Did you, um, she couldn't find you on Discord to kind of, uh, let you into the Discord server. So could you actually, um, maybe if you could just, on our Discord server, could you just apply once again and then Beck will be able to see your username because it wasn't, your username wasn't coming up for her. Or even better is I'll send you, this is her. I can give you my ID here. Okay, sure. Or do you want me to message her? Well, you could. If you want to, you can type that in. Um, you can message there on the Discord. Yeah. So even as if you just copy that down. Oh, right. I'll do that a little bit. Yeah. So message it now. That'd be good. Well, good to see you again, John. See you, man. Yeah. How you been? Doing well. Doing yeah, well. See you later. Yeah, see you, man. Ah, man who needs no action. Hey there. Oh, well, uh, how hey, are you doing, Ryan? Good. How are you doing? What's your name? My name is Austin. Hey, Austin. Nice to meet you, man. Very yeah. weird to see you, like, actually on the screen and having you talk back to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you're I've a Christian? Been, uh, yeah, I am. And awesome. uh, you guys really helped me along the way a long time ago but you know, oh, praise God. i always thought i was um and of course i found out that i wasn't um because i was believing in myself a little bit too much right. i mean anything is too much but yeah yeah wow praise god yeah. man and yeah, so how, how confident are you now that you'll go to heaven when you die 100 percent positive that's awesome dude yeah and so do you have any questions you want to ask yeah so you know we talk a lot about you know trying to share the gospel with friends and family um, and that's something that's very difficult. It's been difficult for me. Um, yes. I've had a couple of friends, my closest friends who a lot of them like were born Catholic. So, you know, they had this immediately bad taste in their mouth because they had all these rules and yep. things that didn't really make sense to them. 
And, you know, I try to guide them through how it's, it's really not, that's not what it's really about. Um, but I get stuck on this point where, you know, we talk about how it's, you know, God is just and how, you know, we use a lot of real world analogies right? Yeah. Um, and how, you know, he died for us. My, the thing that I get stuck on a lot um, with them is in real world, you couldn't have somebody take your punishment for you. Um, and that's where it gets, you know, a little bit, it's like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point, but I know I try to explain that God is different. He's bigger, he's better, but it's like, how do you, I don't know. Do you have like advice? Yeah. I would always bring into the scenario of a fine because even in real world scenarios, if you break the law and you're given a fine, you could have a friend pay that fine on your behalf and you're then free from it. And I think that's how the Bible presents it, that the wages of sin is death. And so it's like we have a debt that we owe God. Mm -hmm. But since we can't pay it here, we have to pay it for all eternity in hell. Sure. But with Jesus, he's able to pay that debt on our behalf, but on the cross when he died for us. So I'd bring it into that scenario and showing, yeah, if it's a debt that we owe, a fine that Mm -hmm. we deserve, yes, someone else can pay it. And that's complete just. It's completely just. So God can show us mercy. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's much easier to use these real world examples yes. um, as I'm, you know, okay. Um, I have one other, this one's kind of a goofier question. Yeah, go for it. Uh, on a personal thing. It's like, how do you like, how do you talk about like dinosaurs? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> so with dinosaurs, I would say the, even though the word dinosaur doesn't appear anywhere in the Bible, mm-hmm. but these majestic creatures that God made, they are mm-hmm. described like in Job 40 and Job 41. They seem to be dinosaur-like creatures. And, and so therefore, it, God made them. And, that, and dinosaurs mm-hmm. don't go against Christianity or against God. They would have had to be made by God. And they were actually then living with humans at some stage, but a lot of them have died out. But there's still some dinosaur kind of creatures today, like alligators and crocodiles, which are in the <laughs> right. dinosaur family. So that's probably how you should explain it. Because atheists think it's like a trump card. Look, dinosaurs. What about dinosaurs? Yeah. Say, well, they're, they're, these dinosaur creatures are described in the Bible. So it doesn't go against Christianity then. Well, cool. I'll have to check those two out. I appreciate it. I think that's all I have for you now so you can yeah. talk to other people. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate well, it. It's great to meet you officially. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. Thanks for the chat. Great meeting you. Yeah. Take care. God bless. Oh, that was a cool chat with Austin and great questions that he asked too. It's really encouraging. Uh, Lord, thank you for Austin. Thank you that you've brought him to faith. Encourage him. Thank you that he's able to witness to his friends as well and his family. Help him to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's put that in. Already a believer. Austin asked about witnessing friends. And another thing I'd say just about like the when people say, oh, how can someone take my punishment? I'd say, what other solution have you got? If you reject Jesus taking the punishment or, be- or paying that hell fine for you, you're bearing your own punishment in hell. Would you prefer that? Or would you prefer the solution that God has provided? In fact, if this is somebody who accepts even, for example, the Bible, like even the Old Testament, the whole Old Testament was about something or someone else like an animal and a lamb dying in the place of people. That was the whole thing. Um, That whole concept of substitution is all throughout both Old Testament as well as New Testament. 
All right, let's go. Let's have another chat. Yo. Hey there. Hey. hey. How you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, do you like Jesus? I love him. Also, me too. And so, can I ask you... Hmm. You didn't want to talk. Hey. How you doing? Hi. Hey, my name's, Ryan. my name's Ryan. What's your name? My name is Wynn. Wynn. Nice to meet you, Wynn. Great to meet you. Nice are to meet you, you too. Are you a Christian? No. No, that's okay. That's fine. Um, are you? Do you have any religious belief at all? Um, not really. Not really. Okay. Do you believe in God? Um, I'm trying to, but I can't really believe in him. Okay, sure. What What do you think's holding you back at the moment from believing there is a God? I mean, I feel like the Bibles. Some of the verses are not really accurate. And many people said that it's the Bible itself is historically accurate. Yeah. And can you give me like some verses or proofs? Yeah, because I read the Bible every day. I've been doing reading it for probably the last 18 or 19 years every single day. And there's nothing in there that I think would contradict what we know from history or any other knowledge that we might have. For example, um, when we see the the places described in the Bible, they're exactly the places that we've discovered. Archaeologists have discovered a whole lot of things. Um, there was even, for example, I'll give you just a practical example. So Jericho, it's a city mentioned in the Bible where there was like big walls and the people of Israel circled it like for seven days and then the walls came tumbling down. It was like a miracle that God God did. And, and heaps of, like, skeptical people like, oh, that wasn't real. There's no such city as the city of Jericho. And so archaeologists simply started digging around the area where they expected to be. And lo and behold, they found Jericho. And lo and behold, they found that the walls had fallen down. And so time and time again, archaeology confirms exactly what the Bible describes. Oh. Yeah. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Would you would you believe me if I told you that my house just made itself? <laughs> no. No, why not? Because there must be a creator. Exactly. Because out of nothing, nothing comes. If something comes into existence, it has to come from somewhere, something. And so the house comes from a builder. And so same with the universe. The universe, we know it had a beginning, and so therefore it must have had a creator for it. Oh, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you do believe there's a God, which is good. Now, just like in your house, whoever owns the house gets to set the rules for who can enter and what they can do inside, right? Mm -hmm. And so whoever owns and made this universe gets to set the rules for this universe that we're living in. And so would you say that you've been a good person? Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's 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 have a quick look. So, have you ever told a lie before? Yeah. Yeah, I've told lies too. Have you ever used bad language? Yes. Yeah. What about this? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yes. Yeah. Same. And so, 
if these are some of the standards that the creators to judge you on after you die, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. You're right. And so since we're guilty, do we deserve reward or punishment? Punishments? Yeah. And does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah, which is not where we want to go to. It is a lake of fire and it does go on forever. So what do you think we could do at this point then so that we don't get sent to hell? Um, I don't know. Like, believe in him? Yep, so believe that God's real, is that what you're saying? But just like in a court of law, if a criminal um, got arrested, stood before a judge, and he says, judge, I did those crimes, but I believe you're real, so just let me go free. Would that work? No. No, same with God. It's good to believe God's real, but it doesn't solve our problem. We've still done what's bad. So what we need is we need someone who can take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone was to take 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you to still get? If, so, if someone oh. took all of it, if someone took all of it, how much is left for you? Um, nothing. Correct. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? Heaven. Good answer. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, yes. Right. So then if Jesus takes your punishment for you, where do you go when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Oh. Okay. Yeah, what do you think? What's the reason you get to go to heaven based on what we just talked about? I mean, based on what you've said, um, yep. Jesus have paid for our sins, right? Yeah, you got it, man. Good answer. Very good answer. <laughs> but you have to accept that as a gift from Jesus. And you accept it by trusting in your mind that he's already done that for you. Trust that he paid for your past, present, and future sins. So what if you do that today? You trust he died for you. But then tomorrow you do five more bad things, and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? Um. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, with Jesus, he died for both your past sins as well as your future sins. Oh. So does that help answer the question then? Where would you Yeah. <laughs> Where would you end up? Heaven? Yeah, exactly, right? Why still heaven? Cuz he paid for our sins. You got it. Yes, as long as you're still trusting in him, he's still paid it for you but what if you don't trust that he took the punishment for you then where would you end up then you're going to hell correct and since you definitely don't want to go to hell then when should you start trusting that he paid for all of your sins um sorry so since you don't want to end up in hell when should you start trusting that jesus died for your sins no. Yeah, from now on, from this very <laughs> moment on. You got it. Exactly. All right. Okay, so then if God was to ask you today, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Mm. I mean, 
I should say that because I trust you, but then I can't. But right now, it's you know, it's very hard for me to still accept him because based on my like personal beliefs, it's still like you know, hard, hard to change. Right, but your personal beliefs have already changed in this conversation. Before the conversation, at the start, you didn't believe there was a God, but now you agree that there is. So your beliefs have already started changing, right? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And so if you know there's a God, and would you agree that he would have a place of punishment for those who do bad things in his universe? I mean, yeah. Yeah, so there has to be a hell and a heaven, and yet we know that we've done bad, so we know we deserve hell. So what was the reason why you didn't have to go to hell anymore, even though you deserve that? Because um, Jesus. Because Jesus died for your sins, right? So then if God asks you, why should I let you into heaven, what do you say to him? Because Jesus pays for our sins. That's the right answer, yeah. And so if you've already changed your mind about all those other things leading up to that point, doesn't it make sense to also believe that that thing as well, that I'm going to heaven because Jesus paid for my sin? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you think you are now, trusting that he's done that for you? Mm, yeah. Absolutely, man. If you are, then that's this is the day to celebrate, dude. This is exciting. Because yeah. <laughs> it is, man. You've passed from death to life if you're trusting in Jesus. You know that you don't have to fear death anymore. So let me ask you this. Between zero and 100, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Um, like, I'm more certain. Than more certain? Oops, sorry, your phone's just... There you go. There you go, you're back. <laughs> you had a phone call. I would say... Was it? <laughs> yep. Okay, um, so, I would say so what's your more answer? certain. More certain? All right, so what percentage yeah. out of 100? Out of 100? I mean, before this, it was around, like, I don't know, like 30%. Right now, it's about 80%. Okay, all right. So did Jesus only die for 80% of your sins? No. <laughs> you die for 100% of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, how much punishment is left for you to still get in hell? Zero. So then if you believe that today, how sure can you be that you'll go to heaven when you die? Right. 100. Exactly. That's the good news about Christianity. It's not just giving you a possibility of heaven. It's giving you the certainty of it. Oh. Right? Because it's not based on you. It's not based on your efforts, how good you are, how many times you've prayed. It's not about that at all. It's all about what Jesus did. So then, does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? Yes, I think it still has some impact. Okay. Now, based on what we talked about, were we going to heaven because we of what we did for God or because of what Jesus did for us? Was it was it because of what we did, or was it what he did that's uh, saving us? Both. Okay. Well, think of it this way: 
what we've done in life is sin. Right? We've done a lot of bad things that send us to hell. We figured out based on how we've lived, we deserve hell. But when Jesus died on the cross for you, was he doing that as something which is a free gift? Or was he doing it as something that you had to work for? Um, I mean, he did everything for us. I mean, yeah, as a free gift, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, if I said to you, man, here, I'll give you an example. Um, here's, uh, here's my phone. I'm going to give this phone to you as a free gift, but only if you um, wash my car and clean my house and do a whole lot of other <laughs> things I tell you to do. Is that phone actually a free gift? No. No, you're working for it. By doing the task, you're actually then purchasing the phone. You're working for it. Uh, and so in the same way, if, G if heaven is a free gift, Jesus is not going to say to you, but I'll only die for you if you do good deeds first and pray and do this and that. No, that's not a gift anymore. But it is a gift, which means do you have to do good things then to go to heaven? Yeah. But that's not a gift. If heaven's a free gift, let me show you a verse in the Bible. Romans 6, 23. Do you want to read that one out? Um, okay. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right. So then eternal life is a free gift, it says, doesn't it? Uh, so then if heaven's a free gift, would you have to work for it? Um, no. No, it wouldn't be a free gift. So therefore, do you have to do good things to go to heaven? No. No. We do good things because we're going to heaven, but we do not do good things to get ourselves to heaven. All right? If I actually uh, gave you, if I actually gave you this phone as a free gift, well, you didn't have to wash my car. It's completely free. You didn't have to pay for it. What would you want to do for me as a result of the fact that I gave it to you? Like, what would you want to? How would you want to respond to me if I gave this as a gift? What would you do? I mean, I'll probably be very happy and just say thank you. Right, exactly. And you don't want to then, uh, you know, punch me in the face. You'd thank me. You might even do nice things for me as a result. In the same way, if Jesus has saved us from a burning hell, we do the good things and we try and avoid the bad things, not to get ourselves to heaven, but because we're thankful that he's already got us to heaven, that he's already provided the way for us. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Every other religion in the world is basically you have to try and do be good enough to earn God's favor. But that's not Christianity. Christianity is God's offering you his favor, his kindness, despite how bad you are. It's just whether you're willing to accept it or not. Oh, right. Right. Because... Let's say you were to do five crimes today and then you did 10 good deeds tomorrow. Would the police ignore your crimes? No. And so therefore, would good deeds that you do ever be able to fix any of the bad deeds you've done then? No. No. So that's why good deeds is another reason why it cannot be a requirement to go to heaven. Oh. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. 
And when you said a moment ago that we can be 100% sure we're going to heaven, what was the reason why you said we could be 100% sure? Because of Jesus, he yeah. forgave our sins. So not because of anything we did, right? Yeah. Only because of what he did for us. So let's say one of your friends was to say to you that he thinks he's going to heaven because he's a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? I mean, if he trusts in Jesus, then he will go to heaven. Okay. Well, based on what he said, though, what was he trusting in to get him into heaven? I mean, based on what he said, he's he's not like... Was he trusting in Jesus to go to heaven or was he trusting in himself? I think he's trusting in himself. He was. And so therefore, where does he end up? Hell. Yeah, he does. If you trust in what you do to go to heaven, you end up in hell because what you do is not perfect. And God's standard is absolute perfection your entire life. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Now, let's say, though, you had another friend and he said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. Second reason, because I think I'm a good person. Where would he end up? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts? I'll give you a hint. Is he trusting only in Jesus to save him? I mean, one of the one of what he said was he right. trusts in Jesus. Yeah, one of so the he was thinking it's fifty yeah. percent Jesus then and fifty percent himself then, right? Then he's going to heaven. But is he then trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? Not hundred percent. It's like this: if 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 you said to me that you were going to buy me a ticket um, to a concert, but I wasn't really sure if you were. So I went ahead and bought my own ticket. Was I really trusting you? No. In the same way, if we say, yeah, I know Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but I'm not sure exactly if that's really going to fully get me to heaven. So I'm going to do good deeds as well to get myself to heaven. Are we really trusting Jesus then? Oh, okay. So we have to trust him fully, right? You got it. Exactly. Because he promises to be able to do everything needed for us to go to heaven. He's already done all the work by dying on the cross. If we think we need to do some part as well to go to heaven, we're not trusting Jesus. And therefore, he doesn't die for our sins. We end up in hell. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what if somebody thinks, okay, it's Jesus 99.9%. Just 0.1% is what I do. Where do they end up? Still hell. Still hell, good answer, exactly. Because God will not let us into heaven if our trust is in ourselves. because we're trying to rob God of the glory and trying to earn our way to heaven and not accept it as a free gift. So if you had died before this conversation started today, then where would you have ended up? Oh, definitely hell. Right. But now if you were to die, where would you end up? Heaven. Yeah, why now heaven? Because my trust is in Jesus now. Woohoo! That is exciting, man. That is really <laughs> exciting. 
That is so good, man. The Bible oh. says there is there is rejoicing in heaven, even amongst the angels, over one sinner that comes to salvation, to trust in Christ. So, yeah, if, if you are, if you truly are trusting what Christ did for you, man, that is exciting. That this is the day you've become a Christian for real. Oh, um, can you pray for me, please? Definitely, I will. So, Win was your name. I'll pray for you, and then I'll, yeah. I'll ask you a couple other questions as well. Heavenly Father, I do pray for Win. Thank you for this awesome conversation. Thank you for his openness to your truth, Lord, and thank you that um, he's come to hear and understand this good news, and even um, trust in Christ to pay for his sins. Help him to stay faithful, to grow, to not be discouraged if friends or family members may discourage him in his walk. I do pray that he would stay strong and faithful and on, and on fire for you, Lord, getting into the Bible daily to be strengthened by that. Also help him to find even a good um, church in his area that he can go to that will help strengthen him in his faith as well. Help him uh, with all this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's so good. So, Win, I want to ask you, man. So, do you have a Bible at home? Yeah, I do. Awesome. Okay. Do you ever read it much? Or? Um, I mean, I study in a Christian school, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome, man. And do you read? So, you, do you personally read it, like every day, or? Uh, personally, no, not really. I would encourage you from this point on, if you are trusting what Jesus did, get into it daily. Every single day will be really good. Say to yourself, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. All right, so I encourage Ooh. you to, to do that. And start in John's Gospel. So that's in the New Testament section. There's a book called John. Begin there. Read at least a chapter every day. Right. Now... You, did you have any question, any further questions? You, you had some questions about the Bible initially. Have they been answered, or have you still got a few questions about it? I mean, I have my friend here at home. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but he is really a strong atheist and has a lot of questions. So okay, <laughs> okay. If you may want to talk to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And that's good. And um, just before we talk to your friend, when I just wanted to ask you, so... What about your your family? If you ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? I mean, my parents and my family are all Buddhists. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I think they have like their own concept of beliefs. Yep. So, so if they died today, where are they currently going? Whoa. Um... I mean, based on their belief, their religion, I think they're going to say heaven. Okay. Now, the beliefs of Buddhism is very different to Christianity, right? And all the religions teach different things. So can they all be true at the same time? No. No. So therefore... If Jesus has shown himself to be true by rising from the dead, which Buddha hasn't done, Buddha died, and he's still dead, then Jesus has shown himself to be true, and, he, and therefore it's heaven and hell. His words are true. He's the only way to heaven. So then, in reality, if your parents died today, believing in Buddhism and not Christ, 
where would they actually end up? I mean, if it's based on, yeah, I think they're not going to go to heaven. They go to hell, yeah. Because, and do you know, do you know why it makes sense that they wouldn't go to heaven? I'll explain why. Think of it this way. If you don't have Jesus, if you say, if you don't believe that Jesus died for your sin, that means Jesus doesn't take your punishment for your sins. So who would then get your punishment? Who would get the punishment? Yourself. Correct. And where is that punishment taken? Hell. Yeah. You see, even just from a logical perspective, it makes sense that if you don't have someone bearing your sins, you bear them yourself. Mm. Right. And, and so that's the same with Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, all those religions. They don't have a savior. So there's no point someone believing in those religions. So then what could you do to help your parents not end up in hell? It's going to be really hard, but then I would say I'll try to uh, tell them about Christianity. Yeah, that's a good idea. You, you, Which part of the world are you in? Specifically, I'm in Thailand. Nice, nice. I'm from Australia, and I've visited, you know, Myanmar? Yeah. Yeah, so I've actually visited Myanmar quite a number of times to share this gospel with the Buddhist people there. Oh. And, and so, yeah, because I know this message needs to be heard by them too. And you'll see that, yeah, you'll have sometimes people, you have people who are stubborn, who don't want to hear it and reject it. But then also you'll have those who are open-hearted and receptive, and they see that there's no point worshipping a statue, a piece of gold, a piece of metal. God wouldn't be a statue. God would be the one who made everything. And so you never know what response your parents might have, but all you can do is try. All you can do is um, share the good news with them. You can even make this point that Buddha himself said that he is not the light, but that you should go and seek and search for the light. He said that he is not, Buddha said that he's not God, right? And that people should search for God. And so even Buddha, you can tell Buddha was telling you, come to Jesus. Jesus described himself as the light. Jesus described himself as God. He proves it. And so, therefore, you can tell your parents that they should come to trust in Christ to pay for their sins. And pray for them as well. Pray that God softens their heart and makes them willing to hear and believe. But even if they, but even if they reject or even if they get angry at you, you stay faithful, you stay strong, knowing that Having Jesus, if you have you having Jesus pay for your sin, is of infinite value compared to having anything that this world has to offer you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Now, when did you have any questions before you uh, talk to your friend? No, I think my friend is ready to ask some questions. <laughs> sure. No worries. What's your friend's name? Uh, here, talk to you. Bro. Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. What's your name? My my name's Lee. Lee? Yeah, yeah Lee. Awesome. Great meeting you, man. And so, um, you don't believe in God? So, mm, I'm not really like a hardcore atheist like what Win said. But okay, yeah, you I describe work. you as like a hardcore atheist. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But 
I have mixed feelings about religions because uh, beforehand I used to believe in Christianity, but the more I grow, I just stop believing it. Yeah. Because what made you I give just, up? Well, I feel as if because I've been a Christian for a really long time since very young age because I'm in a Christian family and we go to church and we read the Bible, so on and so forth. So as I grow older, one uh, made me grow out of it. There's a few things, but generally speaking, I feel like as if every religion, uh, including Christianity, the concept of hell is, I feel like, a forceful tool that God uses upon us or most people. Because what if believing in God, Jesus Christ, is there, uh, he is the true God, but in return, you don't get to heven. So what would you do? Would you still believe in him, but you don't go to heaven since you're a sinner? And when you think about more and more, it feels like the idea of hell is kind of forcing everyone. So if you don't believe in him, you just die. So I don't really like that part. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say this. Do you like it that there are jails in Thailand? Sure. Yeah. I love I mean, I don't love it, but I but appreciate it's it, right? Better, I see, right? Yeah. It's better, yeah, because it... <laughs> Because it actually acts as a, as a deterrent so that people don't do bad things. It also puts people, bad people away behind bars and things like that. So it's actually a good thing. And so you don't complain about jails, and yet pe- criminals would say, oh, that's forceful. You're putting me behind bars. You're restraining my liberty. Yeah, because they're doing what's bad. They're breaking the authority's laws. And so it makes sense that the creator of the universe, who is therefore the authority in the entire universe, would have laws and therefore a place of punishment for those who break those laws. Mm. If, if Thailand all of a sudden said, no more jails, no more punishment for breaking any laws, then is there point in having laws at all? I guess not really. No, and therefore it would be a chaotic society. It wouldn't be good at all. And so laws must have punishment. And so God, if he's good, he must have laws. And if he's, and therefore, if he's got laws, he must have a place where he punishes those who break those laws. Mm. But I feel the concept of hell is, I feel like no human on earth deserves to be in um, internal torture. I feel like, let's say, as you've said, with wind, if... Let's say I'm sure you also have many friends around you who are just as they're just trying to go by and their lives scraped by. They're living a this decent life, but they're not really religious. But they're good friends of yours. But because they don't believe in God, they just go straight to hell. Like everybody criminal, so on and so forth. So even if I guess everybody's Christians go, other religions go to spread their religion, let everybody like have a better afterlife or go to heaven i feel that if uh, of course throughout history many people who is just decent life farmers teachers so on and so forth they just go to hell like the rest of criminals as you've said mm-hmm. so i feel like the cost of hell and the punishment is too far-fetched like on i understand if you put people in jail for doing criminal acts but you don't put like just your average person going to jail. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay, I get what you're saying. 
I think the reason why hell is eternal makes sense is because of a couple of reasons. First thing is, I don't think any of us have just done one sin. I don't think we've just done one bad thing in our life. If you had to count how many times you personally have even lied or swore or lusted or been rude or done anything bad, could you count in total how many times you've done those things? Nope. No, too many. It. Too many to count. So we are serial lawbreakers in God's sight then, aren't we? Right. And, and if you were to step outside your house and you were to step on a leaf, right, outside your house, is anyone going to really care about that? No. No, but if you stepped out of your house and stepped on a homeless person's head, are people going to start caring about it? Right. Yeah. Now, let's say you step on the king's head, all right, or some high official or some president's head. Are people going to start even caring more about that? Sure. Right. So the action is the same, but to whom it was done against was different. And as the person's authority increased, so did the punishment. And so whenever we do anything sinful, we are directly rebelling against God, who's infinite in his authority, and therefore it makes sense that the punishment would be for eternity, for sinning against him. Mm. Right. I think there's another reason as well. In hell, mm -hmm. those who go there are still going to be sinning there they're still going to have an attitude of hatred towards God, not love towards him. And so therefore, he's still sinning for all eternity. And I think potentially the punishment's going to be even getting worse for them as they sin more times there. Right. And, and then fourthly, a fourth reason would be this. If in Thailand there was certain crimes that was getting quite popular and the government wanted to kind of stamp out this crime, what could they do to try and prevent people from doing this particular crime? Just, uh, just lock off some people as an example. Yeah, so an example. Even usually what they do is actually increase the punishment for the action. Right. So if it's if it's only like a $100 fine, no one really cares. But if it's like jail time for a long time, oh, okay, this is serious. I better not do the action. And so what God does is that he says, look, I want there to be the biggest deterrent so that no one goes to this place of eternal suffering, to, so that people shouldn't want to go there whatsoever. And so he doesn't just make hell for a thousand years and then eventually you get out and go to heaven. No, he wants to make it as a place of eternal suffering so that it acts as that biggest deterrent so that you would not sin in the first place, but if you have sinned, which we all have, that you'd come to Jesus and trust that he died for your sin. Oh, I see. Can I have a uh, ask a question? Go for it. So let's say, let's say a serial killer killing people like twenty people up. Oh, he dies. He get executed. He goes to hell. Then let's say a bystander living out just their life, having family, having kids, but not really religious, or they're in some other religion and they go to hell. Do they go straight to like the same place? Good question. There's the one hell, but there's different degrees of punishment there. Not everyone gets the same. The punishment goes on forever, but the intensity will vary based on three factors. How many sins you've done, how severe those sins were, and how much knowledge you had about the way to heaven. Those three factors will determine the severity of the punishment in hell. Mm. So God is completely just in that as well then.
Uh, I see. Yeah. And so for yourself, Lee, would you agree, like you heard the chat with Wim, right? Right. So would you agree with that point that just like a building needs a builder, that therefore the universe also needs a creator? I feel, no offense, right? But Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so like, like you said, building the builder and, and us humans, we have our mothers. And if you said us humans, the universe has a creator, the creator it followed the concept must have something behind since nothing comes from something. Right. Out of nothing, nothing comes. So if something has come into existence, it's got to come from something else. Right. So, so there must be something that comes behind the creator if following no. this concept. No, because he didn't come into existence. That's the difference. It's only things that have a beginning that require something to make it. But if something didn't have a beginning, if it's always been there, then it doesn't need a creator for it. But, yeah, I guess, talk, I guess talking about religion to this aspect, aspect is quite confusing. But Well, it, some... it makes logical sense that because we know the universe had a beginning. We know that right. scientifically, and so it had to have a creator. But the creator of the universe must therefore be outside the universe he made and therefore outside of space and time. So the creator himself must be timeless and spaceless. Anything that's timeless has always existed because it's timeless. And that's why uh -huh. it makes sense that he doesn't have a, a, a creator for himself because he has no beginning. Well, I guess he made the universe, so we're following a certain set of rules. But yep. um, do you think that there must be uh, God is a higher life of existence since he's followed and let's say he's not bounded by any rules but he's above and beyond our universe so there must be a group of things above and beyond our universes but we can't really answer that isn't it what, what do you mean so like if this is just like in your house if you own a house you, right. you set the rules for that house and so if god made the universe he sets the rules for the universe um, there's not multiple gods. There's only one who made everything. Right. Well, so you can agree I with that point? Do you agree with that point, though, that there is a creator then for the universe? Well, I guess to um, people who believe it, obviously something must have created something because even if you believe in Big, Big Bang, right? there was something that causes Big Bang or something before that, so it could go on forever. There but you go. So logically, people, there has to be something right at the very beginning that started it all off, and that would be mm -hmm. what we describe as God. Right. So you agree? Mm, I guess, in a way, because I'm pretty half-half, half-half for a religion. But but you're not half-half about someone building my house. You're 100% sure someone built it, even even though you haven't seen them. Sure. So, so we shouldn't say we're half half then about there being a creator. We should say yes, I'm a hundred percent sure, as as just as sure as I am, someone built my house. Mm, um. Yes, you could put it that way. But when it comes down to religion, it's all about faith, as now, everybody says. Many people think that faith is some sort of blind thing where you just have to leap in the dark and hope that it's true. Right. That's not what faith is. That's that's blind faith, and that's not Christianity. Christianity is not some sort of blind faith. It's reasonable faith. It's rational faith. F for example, mm -hmm. you have faith in your parents, right? Right. 
Now, is that faith? Do you have is your faith in them unfounded, or is there actually a good reason for you to have faith in your parents? Well, they were parents, so there's good reason. There's good reason right. to show they're going they're going to be trustworthy because they've already been trustworthy in the past. There's good reason to think they'll be trustworthy in the future, then, right? Right. Right. And so, therefore. Right. The word faith there is not blind faith. You having faith in your parents is grounded in the fact that they've already proven themselves to be faithful. Right? Mm -hmm. And so right. Christianity then is a religion that's not based on blind faith, but based on evidence and facts. And that's why we can know it's true. Right. If you read through, for example, John's gospel, at the end of that, John says this, these things are written. Uh, I, I I write these things to you so that you may know that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing in him, you may have life in his name. And so what did John record? He recorded all the signs and miracles and events that Jesus did. So John wasn't okay. saying, uh, this is blind faith. You just have to hope that Jesus is true. He said, no, I'm going to write down what I've seen and what I've heard, which can also be corroborated with other accounts and by looking at the evidence, you can know that this is true. Uh -huh. As opposed to maybe Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, when, yeah, that may just be based on some blind faith, but Christianity is based on the rock-solid evidence we have of Jesus proving himself to be true by the amazing, miraculous things he did. I guess so, if you think of it like that. <sighs> It's right. You should read through the book of John for yourself, man, to see what it says. Right. I think I should. If I have free time, I'll check it out. Yeah. Hold up. But everyone's got time. We all got 24 hours in a day. <laughs> right, right. You're right about that part. Yeah. So we yes, all got time I'll... to do this. Right. Yeah. But let me ask you, man. Right. If you, since you now agree that there has to be a creator for the universe, and that creator could set the rules for how you should live. Would you agree with that? I guess so. Yes. And, and we've already talked about how it makes sense that he'd have a place of punishment, like a hell. Right. If God was to judge you right now, based on how you've lived, which place do you think you would deserve heaven or hell? Right. Create to hell. Right. Now that should terrify you. It does it, does that worry you a little bit knowing that? Yeah. But it's also the core factor of making me doubt because this fear is so is it truly believing if my fear is forcing me to believe in god since it's really hard since for people who don't really know christianity they're like oh, oh i'll believe in god i go to heaven i'll put my heart into it but for me it's i'm sort of believing in him but because of this belief it's like making me fear so much that oh i'm willing to believe because I'm, i don't want to die in this way do you sure. know Okay, let me just mention, so you believe God's real, remember, because the universe is the evidence. So that's not out of fear. That's just out of knowing, looking, looking at the facts. Right. But if you're sick, let's say you find out that you've got some sort of really like serious disease and your doctor okay. says, hey, look, here's the cure for the disease. Take it. If you don't take it, you'll die from this disease. Are you going to take the cure? Of, of course. So your fear of dying meant that you took the cure is that a bad thing or is that fine i guess so it's fine, it's fine. exactly so in the same way 
you knowing that you've done bad and deserve hell and Jesus is the, is the solution so that you don't have to go to hell, that's not a bad thing to come to the, or to accept that solution of Jesus just so that you don't have to end up in hell. That, that's fair enough. Fear, really? is, so... fear is a good thing. Fear will prevent you from jumping off a cliff with, you know, without a parachute. Fear really? You, so... Yeah. Fear will prevent you from running out to the road with your eyes closed. Oh, I see. But so I can't believe it. I can't believe in God, even if I'm at, behind my brain, I'm quite scared to go to hell. Would I go to hell for it? No, right? Or... Well, this is the whole reason why you should come to Christ. You should be terrified of hell. You should be. It says it in, it says in Hebrews 10, 30, it says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And so every unbeliever, every person who's not trusting in Christ should be terrified of hell. But now, but now that you're terrified of hell, that should then drive you to trust that Jesus paid for your sin. And if you then trust that Jesus paid for your sin, you don't have to be afraid of hell anymore. Now you, that fear of hell, because you're not going there if you're trusting in Jesus, you now have a love for Christ and desire to obey him and live for him because you, you now love him. Oh, I see. Does that make sense? Right, it does. So, mm. yeah, you come to Christ because you don't want to be thrown to hell. Jesus even said this, Don't fear man who can only kill the body but do no more, but fear God who after killing the body can also cast the soul into hell. Right. Yeah. So then, what is the reason why, even though you deserve hell, what is the reason why you can go to heaven? Well, believing Jesus fully. Yeah, and believing what about him? Believing that, well, he died for us like it, uh, everyone. Good answer, man. Good answer. So then if God was to ask you today, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Now, would you, now do we go to heaven because of what we've done for Jesus or what he's done for us? He's done for us. So then should we tell him, you should let me into heaven because I, 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 I. Should we point to what we've done or should we point to what he's done? He's done. So what would you say to him? If he asks you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you say to him? Well, Jesus has done uh, for me. Died for your sins. You got it, man. That's exactly right. Jesus has died for my sins. That's the reason. Right. Yeah. And so... Would you say that you're now believing that? Yes, it's better than before now. Yeah, well, I I think this that's awesome, man. If you are, that's that's so good. So then out of a hundred, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven? Uh, of hundred, I'll guess eighty percent since I'll I'll try to I'll definitely fix on my later and develop my trust with further like reading the Bible, understanding, and yeah. improving on myself. That's good. And I think that's going to grow, reading the Bible, praying. But does reading the Bible, praying, and all those sort of things, does that have any part in getting you into heaven? No, I guess. No. So then, if you're saying 80%, you're still thinking it's partly based on your own actions that gets you to heaven. Right. Right. If, if, um, it's like that example I gave to your friend. 
that if you said that you're going to buy me a ticket to a concert, but I wasn't sure if you were, so I went and bought my own, was I really trusting you? No. So if I think I'm only 80% sure I'm going to heaven, am I really trusting in Jesus? No. And so therefore, do you believe that Jesus actually paid for 100% of your sins? Yes, since so, we can't really believe half or we must go 100 So then if he took all that, how much punishment remains for you to get in hell? Zero. So if that's what you believe, then how sure are you now that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100%. Exactly. That's what it means to trust in what Christ has done. You have full confidence, not just mostly confident, you're fully confident I'm going to heaven because it's got nothing to do with how good I am, but it's all to do with what Jesus has done for me. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's it's encouraging, hey? <laughs> Thank you. Now, are there any other questions you have? Any other questions? Well, so as Christians, should we just go around and spread for our friends and family to yeah. believe also? Yeah, even if it's hard. It's but hard. how can we? How can we like? You know, many people as we're an Asian, they have like this strong core of belief, yeah. where we get offended. Like, look, let's say I have my grandparents, and they're very old, and they have believed, or they have believed their entire life of like, let's say Buddhism, and mm. when I try to convince them. They say, they say, oh, sure, I believe, but they don't really believe in Jesus. And they, I don't know how to explain to them since they're so old already and they can't really understand as much as what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. Well, I think it's still important that we should because you know that if they die in that condition of not trusting Christ, where do they end up? Hell, I right. guess. And so therefore, let compassion swallow your fears. Let's say your grandparents' house was on fire, but they didn't realize that it was. Would you bother to knock on the door and wake them up and get them out of the house? Yeah. Right. And so that's currently the situation they're in. The, the fires of hell are coming their way, and you've got the way to, you got the opportunity of warning them and telling them how they can be forgiven. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so ask God for help with that. Ask God for help. He'll give you the courage you need to, to do that. But also know that even if they do reject it, God has been glorified by your faithfulness in sharing the message. And it could be a seed planted that God will use to, to grow later on. But also sharing the gospel has a positive benefit even on your own life because it it makes you draw upon God's strength. You really drive it drives you to prayer saying, God, I need your help with this. And so it actually makes you more Christ-like. And that's why God gives us the task of proclaiming the gospel rather than him personally proclaiming it to everyone. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. But you should definitely get into your Bible every day. Right. Every day. Um, so, so no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed, no book, no bacon. Whatever you need to say to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Mm. Yeah. Get on the Bible. It's your spiritual food. Would you go? A, would you go a day without eating physical food? 
No. No, so we shouldn't go a day without having our spiritual food either. Right. Yeah. And, right. and, I, and I guess I encourage you, be careful kind of what you listen to. There can be a lot of stuff you see on the internet where it's just people mocking God, hating on him and, and all that sort of stuff. And maybe that's stuff you've heard from from people. It's best not to listen to that, those things because they're just, um, it's just generally unwholesome. But surrounding yourself with, um, yeah, Christian friends is helpful. Listening to good Christian content online could be good to help strengthen your faith. And finding a good local church is also useful. So do you go to a church or have you been to a church before? Yeah, I do. But uh, after COVID, not that often anymore. Okay. What kind of church was it? Do you know? It was just your regular church, like with 800 people. Yeah. Cool. 800 or 100? A uh, hundred or so 100. people. Okay. I was like 800. That's a big one. Uh, yeah. A hundred people. Is it like, do you know if, it, is it like, do you know the denomination? Is it like Christian or is it like something like Catholic or Orthodox or something? Oh, it's Christian. It's not Catholic. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Christian churches are good. That's good, man. Well, I'd encourage you to keep on going there and you'll be edified. You'll learn more. And hopefully this conversation has helped you see that Christianity makes sense. It's not some sort of blind faith. It's not irrational. It makes perfect sense. Hmm. I see. Has it has been helpful to see that? Right, it has, actually. Oh, good. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so, yeah, any other questions you had, man? No, I'll just try to sure. go to ch- I'll try my best to go to church and read the Bible. Yeah. And awesome. I understand and, and every, learn more. And every day, just remind yourself. Every day, just remind yourself. Why am I going to heaven? Modi, what's your answer? I believe in Jesus. Yeah, because he Jesus died for my sin. That's the reason. I'm not going to heaven because of what I've done. I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus has done for me. And that'll help you to be encouraged. And then now right. and then try and now start putting sin to death in your life. When you're tempted to lust after someone, tempted to swear and ang- be angry and be rude, you're like, no, I don't think Jesus would want me to do that. And so you can slowly um, resist those sins better with the strength that God supplies to you. Right. Yeah. Awesome, well, man. So yeah, it's good. The username, make sure you guys are both following on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, needgod.net. Have you seen some of the videos yeah. before? No, I'm not really an internet person. I don't, I okay. don't really go. Oh, fair enough. That's all good. Well, I'm glad though that we happen to have this awesome conversation on the internet that you, your friend Wynn was able to, I was able to talk to him and then talk to you as well, Lee. That's so good. Right. It's a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you, man. I'll be praying for you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Woohoo. That was so cool. Two young guys in Thailand hearing that amazing message of Christ and Him crucified. That is so good. Both of them came to profess faith in Christ. When I heard that, oh, his friend like is, is like a raging atheist. I was like, oh, okay, here we go, ready for a big battle. But God had been softening his heart. Maybe the fact he got to hear the gospel as I was sharing with Win, it kind of softened him a bit, and so he was w- willing to warmly receive it and believe it. God is kind. Let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for that chat with Win and also with Lee just then. 
from Thailand. Lord, I do pray that they would be trusting in Christ. Lord, we leave them in your hands. Help them to now grow and be strengthened in their faith as they go and read your scriptures daily and as they attend their Christian church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that is exciting. That was encouraging. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Let's hit the encouragement button, and we're going to be doing a Bible trivia kahoot coming up very soon. Um, I believe that will be next after, maybe I think there might be two, two or three questions, but we'll get the trivia started in just a moment. Even what the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good, turn it for our good, for your glory. Even in the valley, you are faithful, you're working for our you're working for our good and for your glory. Even what the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good. You turn it for our good for your glory. You are faithful. You're working for our good. You're working for our good. sovereign over us amen even in the valley even if you're going through hard times right now god is still sovereign he's still sitting on that throne what do we got to be anxious about let's remind ourselves of that yes we get the going to get the cahoots started in just a moment um thanks for your awesome comments everyone rebecca mentioned this um there are many people ryan has helped others with their faith including mine praise god hey to god be the glory i'm an unworthy servant just an ordinary believer, but to God be all the glory that through that simple message of Christ and him crucified, um, praise God, it's allowed people to understand and come to grow in their faith. Are we live tomorrow, Memes us. Yes, we are live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern time. But then, let me just answer, I think there's two questions, from one from Noah and one from Batman, and then who's hosting the Kahoot today, Beck? Beck, are you hosting that? Or, or... All right, we'll get someone to host that, but we'll get that sorted in a moment. Just quickly, let me switch my camera over. There's a question from Noah. Okay, his question is this. Are the Gospels valid eyewitness accounts even though they were written a long time after Jesus? And if so, how? Well, they weren't written a long time after Jesus. They were written in the generation of the eyewitnesses themselves. They're written by eyewitnesses. They can't be written hundreds of years later if they're written by people who were there, who saw it. And in fact, how historians determine how kind of reliable something is, how much evidence we have of a person or an event, is not based on how long ago the event was. But what's the time period between the event that occurred 
and when the documents about those events were written. That's what matters. So even if the event was 2000 years ago, if you've got documents within what 30 to 50 years of the events, wow, that's very accurate compared to say the first document coming 500 years after. Then how would the people 500 years after really know what happened 500 years before, right? So let's compare it. Alexander the Great. No one doubts his existence. No one doubts what he did. He was a he was a Greek uh, ruler who conquested a lot of the world. The earliest historical account we have Alexander the Great came 300 years after his time. You realize that 300 years after his time. Yeah, no one doubts his existence whatsoever. But Jesus, what do we got with Jesus? The accounts of Jesus come within like 30 years. Written documents within 30 years of his life, written by eyewitnesses. So that is why the evidence for Jesus is like the gold standard compared to any other figure from all antiquity. So don't let those atheists hoodwink you and thinking, oh, what evidence you have of Jesus? No evidence of Jesus. All these documents are so much later. No, they're not. Get them to do a little bit of research and they'll realize, oh, all the documents of the New Testament were written within the first century. And so therefore they're able to be written by the people who are eyewitnesses, or at least in the generation of the eyewitnesses too. And Batman's asked, what should I say to someone who says they believe in God, but not in the Bible? You can say, well, since it's a God, have you kept his rules? And so show them, just like I did in those conversations, that the fact they believe in the, a God means there has to be a day of judgment. Yes, me, must, God must have laws, a place of punishment. How can you avoid the punishment? And it leads straight into the gospel. So you don't have to prove the general reliability of the gospel before you share the gospel with someone. You don't have to show the general reliability of the Bible before you share the gospel with someone. You can just show them if you believe in God, it leads logically to God's God's standards, is a place of punishment, and Christ can be the only solution for that. Nice. And one more question from Stephen. How can we hear from God? reading your Bible. Don't think that God's just going to audibly speak to you. Now, God can do anything he wants to do, but that's not the ordinary way that he speaks to us. He speaks to us through his written word, the Bible. All right, it is Bible trivia time. Now, let's confirm with Beck. Who have you got hosting this for us? Okay. All right. Well, maybe I could host it for us. That'd be all good. Let's get this started. So go into your browser, go to kahoot.it, or I'll put the link in the chat if you prefer that. And I'm going to give you a game pin. This is going to be a game Kahoot. I think we might do the tallest tower one today. It's a fun one. Yes, Harmony. She's excited. That's good. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'm going to share my screen. The game pin will appear. All right, the pin is 4235198. And I'll paste it into the chat. There it is.
But yes, we are live each day. Just give you a heads up. We're live from 7 p.m. usually Eastern time every day for about a four-hour stream. That's Monday. That's Sunday to through to Thursday, U.S. time we're talking about. Friday evenings, U.S. time, we start at 9.30 p.m. Eastern for two-hour stream. And Saturday evening, which is now, we start at 11 p.m., go for about two hours. Yeah, we'll wait for you guys to come on in, have some have some fun with this Kahoot. Going to be some Bible trivia. Wait for a few more of you to come on in and play the game together. And Benjamin just quickly asked, what does Acts 2.38 mean? Do you have to get baptized to go to heaven? No, you don't have to get baptized. It's saying, just like I'll give you an analogy. If I say to you, take two tablets or two kind of uh, paracetamol or aspirin, take two aspirin for your headache. Am I telling you to get to take the aspirin to get the headache or because you've already got it? Because you've already got it, not because you want to get a headache. And so in the same way, when it says repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, it's not saying to get forgiveness of sins, but because of the forgiveness of sins you've already got. All right, there's 11 of us in. Come on, guys, join in. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun uh, with this Kahoot. So you just got to literally click on that link I put, put in the chat. It'll take you to kahoot.it with the game pin already put in there. And then you can um, play this game. So we're going to have... The, the aim with this game is... You've got to answer questions, and after you get three questions correct, you get to place some blocks on your tower. But keep an eye on my screen as well to know where you should place it on your tower. Don't place it on the the very edges because they'll fall down. Make sure it falls on the tower, but put it in the right spot to make levels. Don't just put it all in the one spot. Does that make sense? So keep an eye on my screen it's going to be some fun, though, so enjoy it. Here we go. Let's begin. So you get levels. Don't just all build up on the one. Get horizontal levels. Answer questions, and that's how you get levels. See that? It's a whole level. And when is a gorilla that appears on the screen? you got to stack where the gorilla is. And that's going to be shown on my screen, not your screen. So keep an eye on my screen. Here we go. Let's start. Three, two, one. And you got five minutes, so get answering and get building your building. This is a good game to show every building needs a builder. Notice that? If... If there were no contestants, there'd be no build. All right, we've got some levels being built right now. Oh, looking good. Yellow's in the lead at the moment. Blue is close behind, and red not too far behind behind, behind them. Oh, monster coming. All right, see, so look at my screen to see where you should place down the blocks so that you can get up to where that gorilla monster is. Basically, if you get it, it'll affect another team. All right, yellow got it, looks like. Well done, yellow, which means red 
um, you can't put any blocks down. I think it says click on the gorilla a lot to get him to disappear or something. All right, there we go. Gorilla has disappeared. How's it doing? Well, look at this towers being built. This is going to be maybe a bit of Patronas Towers. Maybe it's going to be Toronto Tower. Well, the blue is at the moment looks like Toronto. It's got a very uh, tall middle part. Remember, <laughs> don't just put on the, on the one spot. Even it out where you're building. Because you want to get levels, not just on a single one. So keep an eye on my screen just to know where you should build. Now yellow is like in the lead. Alright, monster time. So try and put your blocks where that monster is. Ooh, okay, looks like yellow again. Got it, and it's affecting the red team. There we go. Now, for those who may not be playing, let me just see if I can... Um, I'll read out some of the questions that you can answer if you're not playing at home. Um, true or false, did Jesus keep all the laws of the Old Testament? Is that true or false? Uh, next question, John the Baptist. What clothes are they made of? What was his clothes made of? How did Judas show who they should arrest? Next one, Jesus talked to what kind of woman at a well? What kind of woman was she? When Jesus was arrested, who did Jesus heal? Next one. Who was it that denied Christ three times? Who replaced Judas as the replacement disciple after he denied Christ? And true or false, does Jerusalem mean city of peace? True or false? All right, okay, now it's gorilla time again. So everyone... Try put your blocks where the gorilla is. Yellow. Wow. Yellow is like protein. At the moment. Good job, you guys. So that means blue has got the gorilla against them at the moment. Okay. Now keep building. Keep building. Keep building. Now make sure you try build on the tower. Okay. So it's pretty close. The scores at the moment. There's still another 35 seconds to go, though, so it's anyone's game. All right, 15 seconds to go. We'll put your blocks down there if you can. 10 seconds. Put those blocks down. Let's see how tall you can get your tower. All right. Well done. 
Let's see the podium. Third place goes to red team. Well done, fire team fire. Second team, second place goes to ocean blue team. First place goes to sunshine. Forty levels, so forty, thirty-four. 27 were their height levels. Nice work. Confetti is flying everywhere. And yes, very tall towers. Hopefully that got to test your knowledge of scripture. And you got to have some fun in the process of doing that. Now, Abraham, what team were you on, man? I was on Team Ocean, but I took a break. <laughs> no. It's less like those workers on the side of the road. <laughs> They're all supervising everyone else. <laughs> supervising the one person working on the road. Hey, well done, friends. We're back on tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So it'd be great if you guys can join us then. We're going to have some more Amigo Chats, question time segment, even a new song of the week we're going to be singing tomorrow. Actually, as we promised, we're going to have Beck sing it for us or, or Harmony sing it for us. Um, just to get it back into your head, the song for this week. Harmony, could you do that for us? Oh, we need you done. I that. actually, I was just going to say, I tried sing it last night and I messed up like the second part of it. So I need a Beck help on this one if she can. Carissa, can you help? We don't know if a Beck is here. So Carissa, could you do that for us? With the, with the desk drums, they're so good. I can't do the desk drums today only because my parents are sleeping behind me and it's really loud. So you'll just be hearing me sing. Anyways, um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 Amazing. Well done. How many did that jog your memory? A bit. I'm going to have to keep listening to it more because it was, I don't know, I was trying to sing it for Wasim last night and I was just like, I cannot get this right. But yeah, I need to keep practicing. Nice. Yes. Keep practicing it, guys. We're going to help. hopefully just keep on revising it with you. We want you to memorize scripture, and this is a good way of doing it, scripture in song. All right. It's time for our outro question, though. Yes, outro question time it is. Hmm, I'm trying to think what we could do. All right. When you go to a... If you ever visit like a coffee shop or something like that, we talked about McDonald's yesterday, but if let's say you go to a coffee shop or some sort of takeout place and you were to order a drink, what drink would you usually order? What do you usually order if you go to something like that? Hmm. What's your answer? Let us know in the chat. We want to hear your answers and we'll get the team to give us theirs. I would say if I had a choice, like a vanilla milkshake or... Um, yeah, vanilla or strawberry. Strawberry is pretty good flavor too. It's a goodbye from Ryan. See you from Glenn. Are we talking about cafe? Yeah. Hot chocolate. 
Uh, see you from Glenn. I would also go with the hot chocolate, but with marshmallows. See from Abraham. Sounds really yummy. Um, it's my from Hudson who's in the chat. My from Beck uh, and Carissa. Um, the only like coffee place I ever go to is Starbucks, and that's like not even often at all. Probably like once every six months. Um, but I would get a frappuccino because they're delicious. Awesome options, guys. Um, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow from Nathaniel and our new trainee grad, Zyler, who just graduated today. Yeah. Anyways, um, I would say I would choose maybe a Frappuccino. I like an ice blend coffee drink. Um, no whipped cream because it's too much. But yeah, it sounds amazing. Very good choices, everyone. And in the chat, thanks for giving us your answers. Strawberry lemonade, Rebecca said. That sounds really nice. I haven't had that. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Stay strong in the Lord and go and serve your king.